rant. That's it. We're live on the rant. We're Ooh, live ranty. on Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, everywhere that you get your Shining Wizard Wrestling podcast. Uh, Tony, episode 587. Kevin is here. He just, uh, we had a little uh, pre-show. Whoa. Uh, meeting and then he had to he's the little boys room so kevin will be back for the show kevin had uh, to make tinkles tinkle tinkle uh we got uh happy memorial day to all all of you out there if any of you served thank you for your service it's greatly thank appreciated you. uh we wouldn't be doing this podcast for 10 years if it wasn't for you right is that a nice thing to say yeah 10 plus years of course we we happily piggyback on the freedoms that our military has provided for us over the past three centuries now almost three centuries so yes thank you all century is a hundred right yeah so it's almost 300 it's almost three. Right. yeah like two and a half centuries somewhere about there depends on where you consider the start of the united states well is it uh, whatever i'm not going down a history rabbit hole with you math and history yay no this is not schoolhouse rocks <laughs> schoolhouse rocks Oh, well, happy Memorial Day to all out there. Episode 587, we got uh, a, a giant, giant show. I was going to say, but I didn't. What were you going to say? Big show. Well, uh, we got Matt Lancey joining us uh, shortly. Talk Wildcat Sports, uh, their X-rated show coming up on June uh, 25th, I believe, Ooh. is the date I have in here. Speaking June, of PB. June 25th, yes. Um, we got uh, AEW. Double or nothing to talk about. We got picks to talk about. Oh boy. Which is, yeah. You, you know what, Tony? Oh boy, yourself. Okay. I, I wrote it down, fucker. Well, I got two. We got two things we need to discuss tonight. Who, me? Yeah, you. One, this bullshit committee nonsense. Oh, we're going to do this again? We got, Tony, we're, we're a couple weeks out from Can You Beat That? I need to know. I, I got to know what the situation is. Secondly, you have been teasing for weeks. Punishment for me and Kevin. I wrote it down now. All right. You will say it at the beginning of the show. Oh, I'll tell you guys your punishment later. And then we get on some uh, crazy rant and we're talking about this and and uh, that and uh, two T's and that. Um, we're all over the place. And then I fucking forget. And then we get off the show and I'm fucking making dinner and I'm processing. I go, oh, this motherfucker didn't tell us the punishment again. I wrote it down tonight. Under show stuff. <laughs> show stuff. I'm very organized. I'm a very organized individual. Um, I'm curious to see what's wait. written down that's not designated as show stuff. Uh, Patreon. Well, that's show uh, stuff. That's all I show mean, that's stuff. not stuff to talk on during the show, though. 600th episode. Um, oh, we boy. talked about it in text. I just want to clarify the July 5th episode since the 4th is a Monday. Ooh. And then I wrote down bonus content, but we were talking Patreon stuff, so we never got there. That's what was under that. All this and more? Oh, we got, we're got. we going to do Down the Aisle tonight, too. Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. So all that and more uh, next here on your favorite wrestling podcast, The Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. The following is a presentation of The Shining Wizards Network. Broadcasting live on RantiumRadio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at ShiningWizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at Merch.ShiningWizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at Patreon.com slash Wizards Podcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. 
And now, enjoy the show. This is Outlandish Zicky Dice, and you're listening to Shining Wizards. What's up, fuckers? Where did cheese go? The stupid out. fucking question, Kevin. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, and I... Whoa! Hey, this was most... God, that was disgusting. Shining Wizards rule the world. You are tuned in live to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast, episode 587, live on the rant, rantemradio.com. Coming to you in video format live on all of the video formats, including Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, and the YouTubes. And going with you wherever you go because we are available on all podcasting platforms, including Anchor FM, by the way. But enough oh, yeah. of the bullshit. It's time for some wrestling talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Matt. <laughs> you dummy. I'm unmuted. <laughs> K-J-G. <laughs> Happens to the best of us, boys. Of course it does. What's going on, boys? I went to go share the, to go share the link and forgot to unmute myself. <laughs> Fellas, how are we doing tonight? Great. Great. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. How about you, Kev? Living a dream. How was the old holiday weekend? I mean, fine. Not really relaxing. Tony's, Tony's kid celebrated his 55th birthday. That's Fuck right. yeah, dude. AARP bound, that's what I say. How come, let me ask you a question, right? What's that? Seriously. I think I, I consider you guys my best buds, right? That's uh-huh. Right. <clears throat> and I invite you over and I share things with you. How come you don't ever tell us when it's your birthday, when it's your kid's birthday? What if we wanted to send some edible arrangements yeah. or a crave case or uh, something nice for your kid? Uh, a penthouse. I don't know. Well, you know what my birthday is. You guys wish me happy birthday this yeah, year. It's always around fucking WrestleMania, and you never tell us. Yeah, I never know what your birthday is, ever. See, that's a shame. I know when your birthday is, Kev. I know when your birthday well, is, Well, because here's the thing. My birthday is on Facebook, so you could easily check that out. And Tony's Tony, and Matt, I don't know if yours is as well. No offense, but if if it's your birthday on Facebook and like it comes up, I'm not wishing you a happy birthday on Facebook. I don't care if you wish to be on. No, not you. This is in general. Yeah, this is in general. That's fine, but that's how that's an easy indicator to know when my birthday is. You here? You want to know something dumb? I'm glad this came up. When when somebody will post like, uh, you know, like some like wrestling website. Say just say like Wrestling News Gaga, whatever on Facebook. Oh, I love the Gaga. Uh, I love Wrestling News Gaga. I get their magazine every month. That's right. Gaga, it's beautiful, isn't it? Anyway, so like they'll post stuff like like today is Matt Cardona's thirty sixth birthday. Happy birthday, Matt! But everybody just puts Happy Birthday, Matt, underneath. You think fucking Matt is reading fucking wrestling Gaga news to see who's wishing him a Happy Birthday? No, it's fucking stupid. But if he's tagged in it, he might notice. But he, also, but he's not. Usually, it's not. They usually just put the person's name up, and it's like, oh, well, Happy not, Birthday, so and so. I'm not super familiar with 
wrestling gaga so i don't know how they well, operate my or question is how do you think wrestling how do you think wrestling gaga got so big they wish people happy birthday and then those people read and they go oh i should tell all my other wrestling friends about happy gaga yeah that that's the whole gimmick the gimmick is just like let's just wish famous wrestlers happy birthday and then everybody's gonna come subscribe to our channel because of that that I don't know. It's there just dumb. The Mott Spock. Happy birthday, Mark. That's that's later, sir. Yeah, so here's something, too, by the way. Kate, Matt Cardona, and I have the same birthday. So does Big Rich from Jersey. That's a great day to be born, apparently. Great. All that information and $3 will get me on the path train. Who gives a shit? And learning how to spell birthday also will get you somewhere. Wait, what, what did you say? <laughs> Hold on, wait. Did, did you spell B-I-R-T, it? B-I-R-T. No, B-R-T. B-I-R-T. To Matt Cardona and Kate DeGree. <laughs> Happy Bart Business Day. Uh, our poor, now, our poor guest, Matt L- uh, uh, Lancey, has been, he joined it during our pre-show. Uh, I love when somebody's early. He's listened to all this bullshit for the past 10 minutes. Uh, I want to add him to the stream if he's ready, but I just see, I don't see his beautiful face. There, there he is. is. He's listening. I love it. <laughs> yeah, y'all have been cracking me up for the last ten minutes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, Matt, it's an absolute pleasure. I want to. I want to. Real quick, I want to. I want to go off of what Tony said. Yeah, don't don't wish people happy birthday on Facebook. Send them a message. Call them. Thank that's you. just bullshit. That's that's cheating. That's Thank cheating. you. But what if? What, but what if it's an acquaintance and not necessarily a friend? Then don't fucking wish them happy birthday. But what, what if you still want to make sure that they're having a good day, man? They get their number. <laughs> and, boy, and, then, and, then, and do what then text them once a year like a jerk like, yeah if you're that concerned about it and you want to show them that you're like interested and you care enough that you want to wish them happy birthday get their phone number no i'm sorry matt give me one second oh, matt lancy not matt shining <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so so if i'm gonna get somebody's phone number to text them once a year what's the difference between that and wishing it to them on Facebook if that's the only time I'm going to talk to them once a year. Because, if it's, and, yeah, go ahead, man. Go I'm, ahead, I'm man. Sorry, was, if it's not someone you talk to once a year, if it's someone you talk to daily, whatever, you should ha- you should know right off the bat. I'm exactly. Go that. And I do both. Like, Kate, we just, we just talked about it. it was Kate's birthday. I texted Kate, happy birthday, I believe. Kate, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> But uh, for, oh, but she doesn't have the Facebook. So my buddy Rich McDonald, who was also his oh. birthday, texted him and made it Facebook official, so everyone else could see that people care about this individual. No, you make it so this way you think that you care about everybody. Like, hey, look at me, I'm Kevin. I'm wishing my friend a happy no, birthday. No, no, that's not true. You idiot. Well, don't do it. What do you mean? Why would they give me the option then to do it? Who gave you the option? Facebook. Call your friend. Freaking Zuckerberg. Call your friend. Big Rich is a good friend of yours. He, I, he's I, worth I, more I, than a Facebook message. I said that I texted him. I said that I called him. Ugh. And then I also made it Facebook official. So I people think, see I, that he is loved by no. others. Facebook official is like, wow, look at me. I'm on attention. I'm wishing my friend a happy That's birthday. What you Facebook should too. was made for, you dope. No, it's not. It was made for people to get attention. No, it's not. Yeah, for people that are like a bitching about politics or religion or God forbid wrestling pay-per-views and other nonsense. Ah, uh, Matt, Lancey, what what sir, what do you what do you think about what the this? Am I... <laughs> I I said my piece. I said my piece. <laughs> he's, he's out. He had enough. Uh, well, thanks for joining us tonight. This is a great talk. Thank you for having me. 
I'm going to get a message from Luke Cox later. Uh, Matt Lance, he hated because uh, <laughs> all you did was talk about Facebook birthdays. Oh, Jesus. What was ten that? Minute, ten, minute Facebook, ten minute Facebook debate. Yo, when we get, when we get on our rants, we get on our rants. This guy's held almost every title in Wildcat Sports, and we're talking about fucking Facebook with him. Yeah, well, bad, bad timing. Bad timing. Poor well, Matt. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule at the Outlaw Lancey on Twitter, Outlaw underscore Lancey on Instagram. X rated June 25th uh, down there in New Orleans. Um, you've been with Wildcat for such a long time. Um, and you've gotten the opportunity to grow with Wildcat. You've done stuff with WWE uh, because of Wildcat. You've teamed with Luke. What does it mean, this June 25th X-rated show, which is sold out, people? If you want to go, they got 50 walk-up tickets available day of. First come, first serve, 21 and over. Look at this, Matt Lance. He's teasing. <laughs> what What does Wildcat Sports Entertainment mean to you? Uh, well, we start off, you know, I'll start off the kickoff. I know we're going to have a bunch of Wildcat superstars on y'all's podcast coming up. And uh, I'll start the, the kickoff, the buzz for uh, June 25th, X-Rated. Uh, I believe this is our fifth X-Rated show. Um, I have been with Wildcat Sports since the beginning. First class, it was me and six other guys. I am the only one left from that class besides myself and my current manager, Hard Buddy Harper. Um, in that process, I was able to grow with Wildcat and actually become a head trainer at the facility and training all the new students coming in and all that. And I've been at every event since the inception of Wildcat back in 2011. So this itself is a big event coming back just for, you know, everyone says it, you know, we had COVID, we got shut down. We actually got hit bad by Hurricane Ida last year as well. So we haven't had wrestling, professional wrestling, uh, per se, in in Louisiana, in the South, as a big presence, such as Wildcat Sports. And I'm excited. I know for a damn fact everyone else is excited. And just to show, just to show you, the, the show is sold out. So everyone here is excited as well. Yeah, and we, and we, love, uh, we love Luke. Um, he's been a longtime friend of the show. Uh, what can you say about about what he's been doing with it, with his his career and how he's manifested into a completely different animal than he was maybe like you know twenty years ago? You know, even ten. You know, I've been in the business for eleven years now, all with Luke Hawks. Um, even ten years ago, five years ago, you know, in the last year and a half or so, even currently, he's you know shot straight to the moon with everything he's doing, all this the acting and the, the TV shows and the movies and all that stuff, you know, he, you know, he's going to, he's going to talk about himself next week. I know that for a fact, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell him, you know, he has provided for as many people as he can in the, in Louisiana, as well as everybody else, even professional wrestling, uh, you know, without Wildcat, he, you know, I wouldn't be here to even appear on y'all's podcast and everything. So, you know, I give him credit for that as well as everything he's done. Now, I, I uh, and I apologize if I missed this, but I was checking the Wildcat social media and the website today, um, and the website's wildcatsports.com, and that's cat with a K. Um, that's right. They haven't announced matches yet, have they? We have not, but I have a special treat. Ah! Do we know? Do we know? Uh, is, it, is, it, is it a Matt Lancey match? It is a Matt Lancey match. I was actually just updated moments before I entered the chat with y'all. Uh, it will be a first-time-ever matchup for Matt Lancey, and I am excited as hell because this has not happened. 
It will be June 25th, X-rated, Matt Lancey versus Shane Taylor. Whoa, oh, shit. Whoa. First matchup, hit right off the bat. That's, that's big, man. How does that make Not you feel? Happen. How does that make I'm you excited. feel? I'm excited. I've been, I've been on the outside looking in with everything he's done at Wildcat and every, you know, in professional wrestling itself. And, uh, you know, I'm excited because uh, I'm a brawler. I know Shane's going to bring all. And it's going to be, uh, let's just say, I'm going to feel it the next day. I can tell you that as well as he will. <laughs> wow. That's awesome. Shane Taylor versus Matt Lancey, uh, two former Wildcat heavyweight champions uh, going toe-to-toe. Wow. If that's not getting your uh, sea legs under you right away, I don't know what is. For a big, big hiatus such as we had with Wildcat Sports, I'm excited to get back. I know that I got a tall task in Shane Taylor, but – I'm no, I'm no stranger to any of that. Uh, <laughs> I have to ask a very weird question. Oh boy. I, okay. That's so I was here, I was catching up on Matt Lance stuff, and I watched your match with Stevie Richards. And there's an ang- it looks like Stevie Richards has a goddamn Pringles can in his tights. Is that something? Do you like go back and be like, bro? What the? F- Come on, bro. What are you doing? <laughs> I don't yeah, know. What I don't. I I've been in a locker room like once or twice, and I usually just sit by the curtain uh, and and be weird. Uh, but like, do you guys talk about like shit like that? We talked about. We talk about a lot. Of, I'm just gonna say we, we talk about a lot of shit, and I'm gonna leave it at that because this All is right. gonna go down a weird, weird alley, and I don't think we want to go there. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm. I just was watching the match. And I'm like, Jesus, dude. Like, good for yeah. you. <laughs> but I don't know, like, you know, if you're like, bro, put a fucking cup on or something, man. All right. All right. So, so bringing it back, bringing it back to actually <laughs> wrestling, but keeping Stevie Richards in the conversation, what's something like that worth to you, too? Wrestling a guy like Stevie Richards, man. That's like. Uh, it... Continue. Sorry. No, no I'm just uh, saying just be, what he's meant to, to wrestling in so many different ways especially in the wildcat family. He's a, is a mainstay there. So this, is he like one of the family? Is it, does it still feel special when he comes in and you get the chance to work him? Yes, it, it definitely does. Actually, uh, Stevie Richards is a, uh, I hide him with a, I hold him to a high regard. He's actually one of my mentors and I like, I'll pick his brain constantly, send him matches, you know, we'll discuss, uh, various angles or anything that makes sense uh, because, you know, he has a plethora of knowledge for how long he's been in the business and he still loves the business. He, he loves to help. Um, but it's, it means a lot when uh, I can call him up, you know, send him a text, give him a call and, you know, he'll answer, he'll respond back. Hey, you know, send me something. Hey, let's talk, you know, and he's very big on um, wanting to speak to you and actually see if it registers with you and not just, you know, send you a bunch of words and a text and then you take it how you, how you take it. Um, that's kind of something that I, uh, instill in all my students that I always tell them if they have any questions, uh, please don't message them to me, write them down. And I want you to ask me in person so that I can try to explain it to you. So you understand where we're, where we're coming with it and not, and I want you to know what's going on and not just say, and take it how you want in, in, in word form. But yeah, it's very, very special having him around. So for those for those not familiar with your yourself, obviously Wildcat is 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 quite quite a hike from uh you know New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, so for those for those not a hundred percent familiar, uh, Kevin, Kevin. Oh, I know. Are, I know. Where you're you going. Go okay. ahead. No, no. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. 
Go ahead. No, no. I know, uh, I know you're rocking that WrestlePro show. I know the uh, Wildcat Championship was defended at a WrestlePro show in 2018. Yep. Mr. Lance was there. Mm-hmm. Came up short in that one, but yes, I was at WrestlePro back in 2018. Well, it was 18? I can't remember. It was uh, so many years ago. COVID, you know, that's two years of just a blur. Wait, you so, were <laughs> up in Jersey? I was. Myself, Jay Spade. Uh, I believe Pump Patrol is up there. Uh, I did not. I, wow. Mm-hmm. Either my memory is bad, which it is, because I'm at every. Uh, it was a Rawway. Was it a Rawway show? It was. Or was it, it was, a union show? Yeah. It was WrestlePro, No Holds Barred, the Rawway Rec Center. Jay Spade at the time was the heavyweight champ, and he defended in a four way with Buster Jackson, Matt Lancey, and Sean Donovan. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That's right. Because yeah, I work um, I work Gorilla for, for Pep Buck and, uh, and Kevin Matthews. So. <laughs> Name dropping son of a bitch. Well, I had to, to let him know who's that. Who's using the bell over there? Who, who's in control of the bell? Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever I whatever I name drop people that I know, he uh, he rings the rings bell. Rings the bell. Yeah. All right. So it's coming back to me. Uh, Ten years of working for them. It's it's tough to remember everything. Oh, it, it was a gr- it was a great time up there. Great promotion. Great great atmosphere. Did you come to the bar after? Um, honestly, probably. It, it was so long ago. <laughs> you know. We probably had to catch a 5 a.m. flight the next morning or probably. something. So I'm sure we were up all night and everything like that. That's, damn, that's awesome, man. I wish I wish I had more of an interaction mm-hmm. with you at that point back then. Three years. Well, I'm ago. hoping to get we're hoping to get back up there. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I was I was actually just talking to uh, Jay Spade last night. We were we were discussing about uh, potentially trying to get back up there and seeing what's going on. So, well, maybe I'll put in a good word at the uh, at the next board meeting. Hey, <laughs> I'm not saying don't try. <laughs> Book the band, Kevin. Uh, we're on the live with Matt Lance at Outlaw Lance on Twitter, uh, Outlaw underscore Lance on Instagram. Um, big show coming up June 25th. Well. Uh, he just announced him and Shane Taylor, first time ever. And they both have huge history uh, in Wildcat sports. Um, and you said you've been there since the beginning. And I know this is like a super vague question, but like, who's your favorite person to work with in Wildcat since you've been there for so long? Uh, <laughs> that's a loaded question. Uh, <laughs> Luke Hawks. No, uh, <laughs> nailed it. Tony, ring uh, the bell. <laughs> Actually, um, you know, I, I wrestled some great people at Wildcat. Um, you know, I'm, I'm always wanting to get in there with some new guys and uh, see what kind of quote unquote magic we can make and everything like that. But, um, you know, going back to uh, 2016, uh, you know, I, I'm going to put him over as much as I can because dude's a hell of a worker, you know, Jay Spade. Uh, we had a best of five that turned into a best of seven <laughs> that uh, kept, just kept going. And uh, that boy, that man elevated himself every match. You know, he was kind of the, a newer guy coming in and, you know, that was kind of my right of passage to kind of move him up the roster and everything, get him over, you know, uh, in the middle of that feud, you know, the crowd finally, attracted to him, got with him. And then next year he became the longest reigning Wildcat sports heavyweight champion. So, you know, I'm, I, I enjoy, uh, I enjoy professional wrestling. I enjoy elevating who I can and getting in there and stuff like that, but don't catch me in the wrong day. Cause I will, I will beat your ass. <laughs> Damn right. <laughs> uh, I got Now there's a weird tie in here, Matt. Um, one man, one man, Mike Dell. He, he, he trained, Oh, fat tits Tony over here way back in the day. Well, we trained together. It was more they like trained a you, you greenhorn. 
really? That's that's how you're gonna leave it? What? <laughs> I mean, do you want to continue? Yeah, I mean, please. Mike Bell's former champion. You are just doing a podcast for ten years here, Tony. So yeah, but who's got a win over one man, Mike Dell? You and you and Matt Lance? There you go. Mike Dell I mean, is beatable. He's only one hey, man. He's the man I took the title off the first time. There you go. So, he's doing his one man Mike Dell one man challenge. So before before you joined us, I don't know if I don't know if maybe you were in the queue and not not listening. We were trying to decipher who you looked like. Oh, he wasn't oh. here for that. No, All right. no, I was. I don't think I was there for that. <laughs> who have have you? Because because someone Tony said you look like uh, Brian Myers. Uh, I said you look like more of like a. Well, now that I see you now in person, more of like a. You kind of you got like a James Storm vibe. Yeah, dude. that's it. Like uh, that's so who, the one. Who have you been told the most? Who have you been compared to the most, in uh, or outside of wrestling? If uh, no, you know, if, if you want to stay in. Stay no, in. no, we struck a nerve. He's got an answer for this one. I like. No, that. I have actually I have two questions because it's kind of funny to me. You know, when I uh, when I'll do the. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll go places or even when uh, I've done some stuff with uh, WWE and stuff like that. You know, I was always called uh, Daniel Light and, uh, you know, Daniel Bryan. I'm just like, I was doing this before him yeah. and I'm also much larger than him. But it's kind of funny. You know, I think Mark Henry called me Daniel Light and I kind of just laughed because I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, but uh, I have gotten uh, two of those that you've mentioned. I've also, uh, you know, talking to bunch of the older guys in the wrestling, uh, you know, Tracy Smothers and all those guys. Uh, I've gotten a lot of uh, Bruiser Brody uh, and all that and uh, different things like that and how I work and how I look. But, uh, you know, it's it's a plethora of stuff. You know, if anyone has long hair and a beard, you're going to get preference to somebody. Right? Yeah. Uh, and, and that was the that was the question I kind of wanted to ask you before, before we got onto the, the WrestlePro <laughs> um, tangent, is that for somebody that might not know who the outlaw Matt Lance, Matt Lance is, who would you say you would model yourself after as a professional wrestler? Hmm. If there is one, unless it's just, you, uh, you know, right off the bat myself. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I got, I do a lot of, uh, I'm like a mixture. Um, you know, I like, I like watching a lot of the eighties wrestling, 90, you know, early nineties wrestling. Um, I'm, I'm not, uh, as much flash as, uh, I'm out in there doing these high spots and running around doing that. I'm going to I'm gonna take you down and beat you down. Every time I hit you, you're going to stay down for whatever amount of time it is. Uh, you know, I model a lot of my different um, movements and stuff after like a Magnum TA. Uh, I do a bunch of, uh, you know, how I move around. It's kind of an earlier uh, Triple H, Hunter Hearts Helmsley kind of thing. Uh, I try to model and I tell all my students this. It's like, you know, you got to work, you know, how you move around the ring, how you sell and stuff, you know, I, I love watching um, like 2005 to 2012 Undertaker's movements in the ring because he'll move his whole body around. Even if he's a seven-foot guy, he's moving everything around and trying to show you that pain, that emotion. And that's the kind of stuff I, I bring into the uh, into the ring. You know, I, I model myself after a bruiser. That's my style of wrestling. Uh, if, I, if I catch you, you're in trouble, so you better try to get away from me. Uh, but I kind of try to bring my own – swagger personality whatever it is uh and own uh wrestling style into the ring every time i come in and, and i love that you mentioned that that portion of undertaker's career because undertaker always had so many different emotions and so many different movements but like that era of undertaker he would put 
all of his body into like anything that he did, whether it was just like like that one step or whether it was like uh you know old school or whether it was like he literally put everything like you could see a different emotion in every part of the way that he moved and that was mm-hmm. such a uh that was such a like a, a unique part of Undertaker's career at that point, right? Yep. Exactly. That's awesome, man. That's that's such a unique point uh, a portion of Undertaker's career to dissect on and not a lot of people that I, that we've talked to have ever mentioned that part of his career and it's such a unique part of his career that yeah, everyone wants to talk about the 90s to yeah. <laughs> 2000s yeah. when he didn't do nothing he just sat up uh, <laughs> yeah just a zombie walking around i was like yeah you wrestle like that but uh <laughs> no one's gonna care yeah it's either that or it's like it's like that or it's like you know uh american badass because it was the change but like no mm. one wants to talk about undertaker's like solid constant main event run like winning the big gold belt and all that 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 entire era that era so, yeah yeah it's so unique uh, to talk about so matt you mentioned being a trainee a trainer excuse me uh at the school what's the most rewarding thing for you you know we've had you know plethora amount of students come in um you know uh, we actually just have a new class starting a new class of four which it's great. You know, you always want to, you know, having four start at one time is a very, very great uh, thing to do because, you know, professional wrestling is a uh, physical, physical sport. It's physical on your body and your toll of your body and everything. So having a bunch of girls, guys, group uh, pushing through with you is always great. Um, you know, uh, the most rewarding, rewarding aspect of wrestling. I, I love professional wrestling. You know, I wouldn't be doing it still to this day, you know, I've actually had four ACL surgeries in the same day. Oh, Christ. Left knee. Uh, I actually went down in end of 19 after winning both belts. I was a revolution champion and uh, won the heavyweight champion. It was double holder. Literally two weeks after I was at another show, knee gave out. Setting up for a spear, went running, and then my meniscus got cut right up in my knee. <sighs> and I uh, couldn't, couldn't, uh, couldn't bend it. So I was in the ring, just kind of, well, that's not, that's not nice. That's not great. You know, did the match, went home, found out, oh, your meniscus is stuck in your, in your bone. So they had to go in and cut it out. Uh, and in the process of them doing that, they had discovered that my ACL was uh, probably about a hair strand to get connected. That's how much, how thick it was, because it was just ricocheting back and forth in the, my, my leg. And they said that it would, it could have held for another year. It could have snapped the next day. So the doctor went ahead and just pulled it out. Refilled my knee, put bone, you know, uh, fillers, all that stuff. And uh, actually, I was not clear. I was in the end of 19, and I was not cleared until uh, June of 21 to get back in the ring. And that's when I got back in the ring in that for our July show last year. That was my the, first match back. Really? That, that match was match with you was your first, first match, match back since the end of 19. Yes. Uh, you know, I actually, and then the process going back to the most rewarding aspect is like the process was, you know, in the grand scheme of things with, with COVID and everything being shut down, uh, that actually gave me enough time to actually rehab the correct way and not rush to get back to the ring or rush to do this. And, you know, they, I actually went through almost 10 months of rehab with actually one of the, uh, an ACL specialist, um, that took care of me every day 
for the first three months. And then, you know, I went to see her every day, every, every day, every other day. And that turned in twice a week. And that was, you know, once a week kind of, uh, checkup maintenance and having me do some, uh, much better things. You know, the first few times doing the surgery, you know, doctors don't know exactly what you're trying to do. They're just trying to fix you. They don't know that you're athletic or you're trying to do this, you're doing that. So actually going through an ACL specialist and, um, bless you. Uh, just going through all that, it's like, it, it was a changing experience. And I'm actually at a point where, uh, my doctor even told me that I'm probably about, instead of having four surgeries, I'm about one and a half right now. So I'm actually better than I was going into everything else. So in that process, I got to spend a lot more time outside the ring as well as being a coach. Cause you know, you coach, you try and get all your stuff in and everything. So I got to, during all that, I got to spend outside the ring and watching all our new students and actually picking apart. Um, their movements and how they're doing stuff, how they're doing all the moves, how they're stepping, how they're selling, how they're registering everything. And that actually is the most rewarding aspect because I pride myself in if I can watch somebody enough times, like, you know, give me eight times, nine times, I can correct almost 80% of what you're doing wrong in that time frame. I can see what you're doing. And that's the rewarding aspect is I know I can correct it. And then seeing them and their face just kind of be like, Oh, that's what I need to do. Like they, you know, a lot of times is you don't know how to control your body. You have to let someone else watch you because in wrestling, we do a lot of stuff that you're not supposed to do. We're not supposed to fall on our back. We're not supposed to flip over and lane. We're not supposed to do any of the crap we do. So your body's going to automatically stop yourself. So you have to let yourself go and just seeing the uh, reaction of these students when uh, I tell them, Hey, try it this way. And then they do do it. You know, they fight you. Everyone fights you when you're told to do, Hey, try it this way. No, 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 I got it. You know, whatever. Okay, I've been doing this. I've been in damn boots for, you know, this whole time. But, you know, seeing that rewarding aspect on their face, um, when I actually am able to make a breakthrough with them and they see it like, holy shit, that's how this goes. Okay, that's actually a lot easier. All right, well, let's listen. Let's keep going. Next, next move. Next, uh, next class. Next, uh, everything else. So. Are you, are you surprised at the amount, uh, you know, Training when you were breaking into the business must be a thousand times different than than ne- what you're doing now. Is it different? <laughs> uh, well, you know, when we when I broke in, I was actually trained by uh, Luke Hawks and Elena Jordan, so uh, we kind of got our asses kicked uh, every every practice. Uh, it's kind of like, hey, you know, we're doing Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, we'll do some stuff. Hey, Saturday practice just ended. I know y'all just, you know, you did this, you did this. Hey, let me give you a power bomb. Hey, let me give you that. So it's like, it's just a bump. It's just a bump. Yeah, boom. Okay. All right. I can't move for like, you know, 10 minutes after that was Orlando loved to do that. Like we just pick us up and slam us. He knew we could take the bumps. Cause we know how to take bumps, but like, it was just kind of like, all right, get up next bump, get up next bump, get up next bump. And, uh, it's different, you know, but that's kind of how, it, you know, training evolves and everything. Right. And we're kind of, you know, we, we have a, a strict regiment and everything. And, um, you know, when, Back when I was training, we uh, we were in a school with no AC, so those summers were brutal. You know, Louisiana weather is it could be a, it could be 95 today, and it could be 61 tomorrow, and then in the course of the day, I'll shoot up to it, whatever it is. But uh, we didn't have AC, and I'm actually guilty, and I, you know, of my other coaches and stuff, and I'm you know telling the guys too, it's like, hey, y'all need a water break, tell me, because when we were training, we didn't get water breaks, we had to just keep going, then we'd have a water breaks after. So it's kind of funny, you know, they look at me and be like, hey give the guys water i'm like all right go get water i'm not gonna be a, a prick of y'all but uh you know it's just it's a, it's a lot different but it's the same you know we have the same same regiment at school 
you know, what's, since I started. But what's the what's the one thing that you would instill in a uh, in someone that wants to get into the business and and maybe not maybe not a first timer, but someone that that's been there for a little while. Like, what do you still try to get into their head? Uh, that's maybe the most important thing for them. A lot of uh, newer guys or younger guys and girls and, and everybody and uh, individuals in wrestling, uh, even those, like you said, that have trained for a little bit, maybe have gone away, coming back into the sport and everything. It's not all about what you do in the ring with the big moves and running around and doing all this stuff and the crowd loving me and my ring gear. Uh, I like to instill in all our guys, and I'm big on that, is uh, all those small movements, all those small interchange, you know, those different from one move to the next, those transitions, how you how you plant yourself, how many steps you take in the ring. Everything means something in wrestling. It's not just, I'm going to go do a big move and the crowd loves me. Yay. I, I give two shits about that stuff. Like, I want everything I do, I make sure it's done for a reason. I'm not. You know, it, especially in wrestling, you, you figure out how you should move and how you're breathing and everything. I'm a bigger guy. I don't move as fast because I know if I try to move fast, I'll be keeled over in the corner on my knees, sucking wind. And that ain't going to make anyone look good. It's going to make me look like shit. It's going to make everyone else look shit. But um, my big thing is instilling all those small, you know, how you hold how you do a different hold, how your hands up, you know, are you ready to go? Like, it's just a small um things that I'm always looking for, how many steps you take, how many, you know, all this stuff, your breathing, your noise, your, your reaction time, all that. I, I'm, I'm very big in all that. And I was actually, I was drilled all that in my training with Luke and Orlando. And then, you know, being trained and, and working with Steve Anthony, Stevie Richards, uh, Bob Holly, uh, when Billy Gunn came, all these guys, you know, Bob Holly's another guy that I could call up and talk with him. Um, he's a, he's a great guy. He, you know, he came in instantly, uh, we clicked on, you know, he came in and was like, oh, you, you're the guy that's training these guys? Yeah, come here. Starts talking my head off. So it's going through all his stuff and, you know, imparting knowledge. I'm always, I'm big on always listening to what anyone has to say. Because, you know, if you're not learning, get out. There's yeah. no point to be here. There's and I'm, gl- here. I'm glad you brought up Bob Holly because I was going to ask about him. And because he's such a, uh, such a polarizing guy, like you either love Bob Holly or you don't love Bob Holly. So I, I mean, he probably he probably kicked my ass by saying he's a he's a great guy he's a nice guy he'll probably come and kick my ass for saying that but uh, <laughs> yeah uh, he he's he's one of those guys that when he when he speaks to you about wrestling and he he opens up you know he really means it like he he's not just telling you and then like he's only going to tell the pe- the ones that are listening and want to learn and actually retain the knowledge he's not just going to keep repeating everything that goes on. All right, so I have one more boring wrestling training question to ask, and then I'll turn it over to, to Matt and Tony here. Um, chemistry as a trainer, how do you tell people to find chemistry or does chemistry just happen on its own in a match? Can people force chemistry or not? Nine times out of 10. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we, you know, in, in training and all that, um, most of the time, you know, we have students at all different levels. Uh, in their training and most of the time we'll we'll stick those in line with one another how they're doing how they're doing the moves and everything like that and uh sometimes the guys that are on the same level do not work great in the ring together uh it's just you know it's it's either you force it and hopefully it comes or you just got to pair them with somebody else and most of the time and 
uh, all those great feuds that we've had and everything with, with Wildcat is the chemistry built over time too. And that can happen, but it takes a little bit more in the ring time. And once you spend more time in the ring and develop how your movements and everything is, that's when it comes. I'll tell you right now, in the, in, in the course of the training, not so much chemistry with the, with the younger guys. <laughs> um, you know, you try not to laugh at it, but I was there at one point. No. I know how it is, but, uh, but yeah. it is what it is. It's just, it's, it's learning. It's, it's constant learning and trying to develop it. A lot of times they don't, they, a lot of the newer guys, they won't, they won't take, Oh, I'm, I'm here. You're not here. There's, there's a, there's a, a level in what you got to train and what you want to learn and stuff. It's not, you're just not just going to get shot straight to the moon and you're going to be put in this match. No, <laughs> that happens one in a million with genetic freaks that, um, uh, don't come on that often. They're, if they come in, they're already in WWE. They're already, they're already doing their shit over there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're on the line with the outlaw, Matt Lancey, at outlaw Lancey on Twitter, outlaw underscore Lancey on Instagram. Uh, give them some follows and check them out over there. Now, look, you're, uh, uh, we've never met before. This is the first time we spoke. You seem like a real down to earth guy. You're well spoken. I think we could have a drink together at a bar and have some chuckles, watch like a game. That. How do you go from this to the outlaw on June 25th at X rated against Shane Taylor? That's a, uh, I get that a lot with people. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of close friends, family, family, uh, even people have followed my career. Uh, a lot of people don't see me like this. I don't do many any podcasts and stuff like that. It's not that I don't choose to. It's just a lot of times, a lot of people think I'm just this angry asshole walking around, punching people in the face at no whim. I'm just walking around, punching people in the store. I don't care. Fuck you. You know, like, excuse my language. I don't know if we can curse on that. I'm all in. Uh, you know, I, I got in that before. People are like, oh, man, I thought you were going to rip my head off. What the hell is that going to get me? You know, yeah. uh, it's, you know, I instill the same thing with the, with the students. It's, it's a switch. You know, the second you walk out that curtain to the second you come back in that curtain, you need to be who you are. I mean, point in case, you know, we talked to him before, but look, look at the Undertaker now. He's doing every podcast under the sun, you know, talking this, talking that. But for many, many years, he was just what he is. And, you know, back, you know, it was easier back in the 90s. There wasn't internet and all that stuff. So you don't have to worry too much about people posting stuff about you. But, um, I tend, and you know, when I even when I, we go to the bar after shows and stuff like that, uh, people will be hesitant to like walk up and be like, "Hey, Mr. Outlaw, here's a drink I got you. Hell of a match!" And I'm just like, "Hey, man, thanks for coming out." And they're like, "Oh shit, you're a cool man. I'm gonna I'm gonna come back and buy you a drink." It's just you know, at, at the end of the day, you got to have that fan support. Uh, and I, I'm a I'm a big staple at uh, Wildcat and being that um, that guy that people come and talk to after. Uh, during the show, they ain't gonna talk to me. Right. Afterwards, if I'm standing out there, they'll come talk to me. The kids will come up shaking. They want my autograph, but <clears throat> got to talk to the parents. Be like, hey, I ain't gonna bite your kid's head off. <laughs> buy a shirt though, but no. Yeah, no. Uh, buy some merch, but um, yeah, it's all switch. Head. It's all switch. You know, I, I, what, uh, a lot of our a lot of our fans know that when I'm coming out to the ring, I'm gonna kick someone's ass. When when you uh, when you approach Matt Lance at a bar, what is uh, the drink of choice? You get me some whatever whiskey you want to get me. I'm a big whiskey guy. Uh, you know, it was, a, it was a big joke going on. Uh, 
we went out, we were in Chicago. We were actually doing a, a show for freelance. And uh, I think it was myself, Jay Spade, Buku Dow, and uh, Kurt Matthews. And we were out. It was actually my birthday at that point. Didn't need Facebook for it, though. <laughs> uh, it was my birthday. Coming full circle back. Uh, we're getting back to that, and by we, the way. You know, I used to joke with the students, being like, hey, if y'all want to be nice to me and, and get me a gift, y'all should get me some Johnny Walker Blue Label. No, the students know how much that shit is. They're going to go to Walmart and all stuff, right? So we go to the bar. We're at, I forgot what bar we're at. And uh, Spade gets me a, a Johnny Walker Blue, hands it to me. You know, it's in it's in a cup. It's it's sipping. Sip on it. That's like, a, on it that's like a $500 sip. <laughs> like uh, it's like a, it's like a forty or fifty dollar drink in itself, yeah. but you know the bottle. Itself the bottle, expensive. yeah, yeah. And uh, you know we're drinking, we're drinking, and then uh, so you know Buku Dow comes up, hands me a shot, and goes, "Hey man, you know take take the shot." You know I, I shoot it, and I'm like, "What the hell was that?" He's like, "Oh, I bought you the same thing. My Spade bought you." I said, "You bought me a shot of Johnny Walker Blue Label." He's like, "Yeah." I'm like. You didn't think a $50 shot was out of the norm? He's like, no. I'm like, all right. So I shot that back, and I, I was like, all right, I need a, I need a minute because uh, yeah. I want to sip on that. You don't want to be shooting that back. But, if you're going to uh, shoot Johnny Walker, give me a red or a black. Like, Yeah, not, you don't want to shoot the blue, but the I was blue. like, holy shit. Like, but, I'm, uh, a, I'm, I'm an Irish whiskey guy. I do like the bourbon whiskey. I do. I don't mm-hmm. like uh, I like the old uh, Jameson, if you will, or the Tullamore Dew. So <laughs> – so I, I'm, I I'm like I'm loving I'm loving Tony's face in that when you put that. Yeah, what he saw. I tried to hide it as much as I can, but he it's a holiday weekend, it. so you he know loves, he loves gonna, showing off. Just like just a... like wishing his friends happy birthday on Facebook. He's happy to show no, a bottle. On how camera. am I showing off holding this? Really? This, hold this, it up this again? Isn't bragging? <laughs> well, they this is actually embarrassing. Y'all getting sponsors right here from this? No. So <laughs> no, we tried. We've tried to get sponsors out of uh, alcohol companies or beer companies before. Has it worked out? They sent us like koozies and tickets. Yeah, Twisted T said there's a keychain and a koozie. They're like, thanks for the support. Yeah. A big support there. <laughs> That's awesome, though. But I can't believe a, a, a shot of Johnny Blue. Yeah, he's he's a, he's a, he's a bright fella. <laughs> well, I love him. I love him. He's a bright fella. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Um, oh, fuck, I had a thought. And gone. I ruined it with the whole. No, song. I forget what I was gonna ask. Um, right. oh, oh, here we go. Back to X-rated. Um, Twenty-one and over. Is it because it's in like a bar or we? They're like some boobies. Well, I mean, you gotta come to find out. I can't. I can't. Wow. Tell everybody everything. If but, boobies, uh, that'll be pretty easy. Enough. Well, you know, we, we did X-rated. We used to do it at one bar. Uh, it started as just uh, we wanted to do a 21 and up show just to kind of, you know, we, it, we're a big, uh, like the ECW feel, the big bar, bar yeah, fights yeah. and all that stuff. And uh, we did it one year. I think I, for the first year I was actually uh, injured for it. So I got to watch it. Might have been a little drunk for it. Uh, got to watch it live uh, and then kind of snowballed into it. There became a event every year that people just got wins X rated. We need to buy tickets for X rated. We need to do all this. You know, we'll get the people that are a little upset. Cause we're not, we're not doing a family show or anything like that. Not everyone can come, but we still got droves and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people that come out to these 21 and up shows. Cause they just want to get rowdy and see whatever the hell we have planned, whatever happens, you know, what if it's going to be, 
we fight in the crowd. You know, actually, we I did a, a bar fight uh, with Danny Flamingo uh, that uh, was threatened with my wrestling license because of that match. Because uh, we went around all the bar, we went behind the bar, uh, <laughs> broke a bunch of glasses. Uh, I threw his head into a punching bag machine. Uh, I bowled on the lane with his, you know, bowling ball straight to his balls. Uh, kind of used every aspect of the of the bar, and um, the owners and the commission was not very happy with me. Uh, so, uh, yeah, got a little slap on the wrist for that one. But uh, you know, it's just twenty one and up. That's just what it is. X rated. It's probably one of the funnest shows we do all year, just because everyone gets to kind of let loose and just come out and do whatever the hell they want, you know, under the, under the law, under the rules of everything going on. Yeah, of course. Uh, but, of course. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's one hell of a show. Uh, we're going to have more match announcements. Uh, I think what we might end up doing just for a treat for everyone listening and as well as your podcast, I think for the next, I know you have Luke Hawks next week. We, you know, you got Ryan Davis and Trevor Murdoch. You got Jay Spade. Uh, I think we're going to release a match on this podcast for y'all. Give y'all something. Give y'all listeners something. We're gonna, re- we're gonna release it live on the podcast, and then we're gonna put it up on our social media right after it's over. Give That's y'all, amazing. Give y'all, give That's y'all awesome. something for having us on. Give the fans a little something as well. Yeah. Well, we've always been big fans of Wildcat, big supporters, and the, the support has always been mutual. So it's uh, that? backwards. <laughs> that's what it's all. That's what it's all about, man. It's really what it's all yep. about is mutual support. And Luke, I can't wait to see him again soon at some point. So next week. That's, uh, well, yeah, well uh, duh, yeah, but I'm not in person. <laughs> Jerk. I didn't say show anything. Show us, show us the Jameson again. Wait, who said? Who said? I didn't. I even had. I didn't touch it tonight. You held it up <laughs> twice. What do you mean you didn't touch it? No, but I didn't drink any That's of third it tonight. Time. What is that, Jameson? Yeah, a little bit. Y'all about to get a cease and desist real quick. Oh, oh brother! No, Jameson from Lameson. We're talking about the character from WWF. Jameson, the, the manager. 90s. Jameson, the manager. Oh, God, what an awful pull that is! Shut the fuck up, Tony. There's some trouble. <laughs> uh, I, Matt, I, didn't, I didn't do anything. Matt, do you have a question for Max? I got, I got one. No oh boy. Like, is Matt Lansing going to ask me a question, or am I going to ask him a question? Well, that would be great, but I don't think anyone cares no, about what you have to say. Or, yeah, <laughs> what, what questions y'all got? Um, real quick, just because like we're getting to know you, just like our audience is getting to know you, so we want to like dive deep every now and then in terms of what made people wrestling fans. So like, I'm not going to ask you what your first match was. I'm not going to ask you what this was, but like, what like was the trigger that made you a professional wrestling fan or were you? Uh, that's the funny story on that. Um, you know, I, it's the kind of the same old story, you know, watching as a young kid with my dad and various people. I actually grew up in a house uh, full of women. I had two sisters and a mom. My dad kind of my dad worked out of town throughout the week, came home on the weekend. So uh, whenever I could watch it is when he was home. I always get yelled at or they would take over the TV and I was the youngest. So I couldn't I didn't get to throw my weight around, you know, uh, (laughs) because of that. You know, and if I did, I got in trouble, you know. Uh, But, you know, he come home, I get to watch it with him and everything. And um, oddly enough, when Wildcat actually started. I started in a tag team with uh, Jack Ford called Rough and Ready, old old uh-huh. tribute to the WCW days. Rough and the, Dirty Dick Slater and Mean Mike Enos. Yeah, Rough and Ready. Uh, but uh, 
I was rough. He was ready. But uh, he was approached in the gym by Luke and Orlando to come to the school. You know, he had an athletic build and all that. And uh, we were good friends at the time. And he, you know, still good friends now. He's he's moved on and, and done stuff, you know, family, career and everything. I'm still the one being dumb, getting hit with in wrestling. But uh, <laughs> he was like, hey, man, you know, they, they, they're doing this thing. We come in as a tag team. You know, it could be whatever. And I'm like. Okay, you know, so I kind of just was like, all right, you know, I, I did sports in college and high school and college and everything. And uh, I actually, you know, you talk to all the, all the other past trainees and students and even Luke and stuff. It's like I wasn't coming there to I want to be a professional wrestler. I came in there and supported my one of my good friends. And um, oddly enough, after the first year, he left due to he wanted to pursue school and uh, and uh, a family. He was about to have a, a little boy. And, uh, I stayed, you know, and was, it was the flip switch where he was on his way out. I was the way in and, uh, you, you know, after about 10 months, you know, I went up to, uh, Orlando and Luke was like, Hey, how am I doing in this shit? You know, how am I, do-? you know, what's, what's going on? They're like, dude, it's like night and day with you with that, with the, how you doing. Cause you know, I took a, it took me a minute to learn all the stuff, you know, the, uh, the moves and the movement, but, uh, ring psychology and kind of the mental part always came really easy for me, which is uh, very hard to say for most guys. Uh, a lot of stuff is, I, and I tell all students this, I can teach you how to do any move in professional wrestling. I'll teach you anything. The psychology part, and I can teach you psychology, but it's really, you got to meet me there because you got to have a mind for this. I can't, I can't be in your head when you're in that ring uh, and all that stuff. So I uh, kind of gotten, got into training and, and first year of wrestling because of one of my close friends and Jack and, uh, I'm the one still here, me and, me and Hard Body Opera, the last, the last of the dying breed of that first class. Um, yeah, he'll tell you, you know, Harper's a funny-ass dude. And, um, you know, he, he still to this day has impersonates all the guys we were in, we were in that class with and just be like, hey, where are they at? Just like, you know where the hell they are. <laughs> he's a dumbass. <laughs> but uh, I love him. He's, he's my dad. He's my wrestling dad. Uh, he's, my, he's my manager. He's my dad. I call him daddy dad. Uh, but he'd kill me because I think he's only like seven years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. Tony's like 40 years older than us. So Yeah, call him, <laughs> call him, be whatever. So, Matt, let me ask you, do you have any questions for us? Oh, this is new. Yes. Oh, I, I get, I'm asking y'all. Uh, well, if Kevin threw it out there, I figured it might be fun. Why it takes so long to have me on? No, I'm just joking. Uh <laughs> No, I mean, like I, I don't really have many many questions. I appreciate y'all having me on the show. You know, I, I uh, you know reached out and everything. I say, hey, screw it. I'll I'll start off the Wildcat men coming on and all that stuff, and I'll, I'll be the first one to kick it off because, like I said, I don't do many uh many podcasts or uh, many one on ones and stuff like this, and uh, gets the gets the fans to understand a little bit about me and how I am uh, versus how they see me in the ring where I'm just right. pure rage. <laughs> Yeah, it's the simplest and, way to say it. And, and um, in, a, in, in a world now in 2022 where, where everyone has a wrestling podcast, if we can get your name out there to our audience, that means a lot to us. And I hope that means a lot to you. I hope that means a lot. Nah, to, I appreciate that. The wildcat. Cause it was like, p- people still do like th- th- everyone has a podcast, right? Like, you know that. Mm-hmm. So the fact that we're still alive, 11 years kicking, and we can have you on to introduce you to maybe people that have never heard of you before or, or don't know exactly your story means the world to us. And that's something that we like to do here on on this show. Uh, so 
Yeah, so any questions? <laughs> I didn't know if you're having some questions. I would have wrote some down coming in. Uh, nah, it's all good. That, that would have been a great way to close the show, but I'm an idiot. So. It's just a list. <laughs> so. Well, well Matt, me? let me ask you this. I know before we started the show today, you had your to-do <clears throat> list for the show. Do you have the question on for Mr. Lancey tonight? Your oh, do question? you want me to ask him what was the last time he shit his pants? Yes. Uh, in wrestling or in general? Oh, in general, for sure. <laughs> in general? Uh, probably I don't remember. I can I can uh, safely and confidently say that I've never shit myself in wrestling, as that is more common common than a lot of people <laughs> are aware of. Um uh, but maybe uh, shit my pants, huh? Four or five years ago, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, the fact that you have to think about it is a good thing. Sadly, uh, yeah, it's not. I'm not. I'm not up there yet, where I'm constantly being like, "Oh, gotta run." It's not constantly, but two of the three wizards here uh, have run into some roadblocks. We'll say. Yeah. The no, past. no, that's the problem. There are no roadblocks. I've reset my clock about four times already this year. I shit my pants last time, literally inches from the toilet bowl <laughs> literally inches it was and that that's was after worse, going on this show doing on yourself and that was after going on the show and bragging about that it had it hadn't yep. happened in such a long time i jinxed myself well didn't one of y'all have to go to the bathroom beforehand was that was that a false alarm as well i think kevin no, just had to pee. oh no yeah kevin oh, kevin had a pee before i don't know if he was here for your fudgy shit story I did not hear the fudgy shit story. Well, you, I, I texted you guys. I'm like, I'm going to be a few minutes late. I'm oh, no, no. I, I was there for that. I was there for that. <laughs> this is the, uh, and Matt Lance never did a podcast again. Yeah. He's ruined him for podcasts. I'm out. <laughs> Peace. Uh, Matt, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. At Outlaw uh, Lancey on Twitter, uh, Outlaw underscore Lancey on Instagram. June 25th, Southport Hall, 200 Monticello Avenue, New Orleans, Louisiana. Sold out, but Wildcat Sports has released 50 walk-up tickets. They're available Zero. at the door. First come, first serve. Doors open at 6, bells at 7.30. Tickets are $25. Uh, you can get yes. more info at wildcatsports.com. So, fucking, look, go get some crayfish, crawfish, whatever the fuck you all call them down crawfish, there. Crawfish, not crayfish. Get in line at, like, noon. Get a couple tall boys, bring your fucking cooler, and just camp out in front of uh, uh, Southport Hall. Get You got, look. Shoot, just, shoot some Johnny Walker Blue. Why don't you? Fuck yeah! Don't why you? not? Hey, if, 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 hey if, if anyone if anyone reaches out who's listening, you bring in Johnny Walker Blue to there. I, I best damn believe I'll sit out there with you before the show. <laughs> May not make the show, but I yeah. will be out there with you. you. Might not see me. You might not see me wrestle, but I will be there with you. That might be that might be the first time I shit myself in the ring. Nice. Let's do it. X rated. <laughs> Look, um, I don't. If you're in the Louisiana area, New Orleans, he, I mean, Matt Lance just announced him and Shane Taylor, and he said every week there's going to be an announcement on the show. Luke Hawks is next week. Ryan Davidson and Trevor Murdoch the week after. Oh, Jay yeah. Spade on the 20th. If this is where we're starting, Matt Lance and Shane Taylor, this is, I mean, it's only going to get better. I mean, that's pretty. <laughs> that's a hell of an opener right yeah, there. I don't know how you go above. Yeah. We love but Shane Taylor. And well, you're gonna love me kicking his ass. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's segue into we have this show coming up June 25th, but as well as we have a right back to back, we're doing a July 30 this show. Uh, it's gonna be open to all ages. It's gonna be our first family friendly show back since, uh, you know, the last show in July. It's actually one year later, but those tickets are gonna go on sale 
say within the next couple of weeks. So Love everyone it. can be looking out for that. You know, we're going to, we're going to pack that house out too. There's going to be no limit on those ones. You know, there's a limit on this show. There ain't going to be no limits on that. Nice. We're just going to pack as many people as we can in that, in that, that building. Awesome. Well, we're awesome. excited for it. Um, and we can't wait to, to, I can't wait to see this now. Matt Lansing yeah. and Shane Taylor. I mean, you just give me what, uh, what do they call it? Not an order. An or, uh, what's a fancy or, word for it? Or is divorce? Or derf? <laughs> or is doofers? I want to say Labouche, but that's a band from the 90s. Creme Fresh? No. You're going to be his lover? What are you? What's wrong with you? Oh. <laughs> an appetizer? It's not, not a Labouche. It's a. Uh... The douche? No, not, we're not fancy people here. No, not La Douche. I'm in a basement. Uh, we're just, we're just going to leave it. I'm giving y'all a little, little taste, a little taste, a little, yeah. little, little peek at what, what we got in store. It's ah, the, like a soupçon of what's to come. I like that. That's oh, a soupçon. Look at there you. There you go. What is a soupçon? Soupçon. Yeah. This has been a soupçon. Fuck yeah. No, this, this has been amazing. This is this a great is, time, this, man. This is more than a taste. This was, this was a fucking full three course meal right here with Matt Lancey. This was awesome. Yes. How, uh, Matt, since you never do podcast, how did Luke sell you on this? Was he like, you guys better do this to promote this fucking show? Or was it just a, <laughs> a, a, a Or was, was it like, I mean, these are good guys. Like, we know you're going to hang up and like, this is on the internet forever, dude. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, uh, it was great. We had a great time, but I don't know. Like, no, uh, I, I, no I've had, I'm enjoying myself. It's not that I don't do, uh, so many of these it's just i guess it's more of a i've probably only done probably a handful of these uh podcasts uh you know he reached out to me he's like hey you know i want you to have it on with these guys and stuff i was like let's do it i don't care you know there was a point where maybe early in my career i didn't want to do so many just because i tried to protect whatever character or whatever i had going on but at the same time it's like i don't care because i can back up whatever i what it what it what's going on now I could back it up in the ring, so I don't, I don't, I don't give a shit anymore. Fuck uh, yeah, I love it. No one's, no one's gonna come up to me and be like, "Oh, you sound like an asshole." I, I don't fucking care. Step in the ring with me and see what happens. Fuck right. yeah. Um, but this was a blast, nah, yeah. man. Nah, so, Matt, this, this was a great time. It's been awesome. an absolute pleasure. Yeah. When you're ready, like you know, anytime you want to come back on. Um, you, just, could, you know, could, yeah, yeah we don't even have to talk about wrestling. We yeah, talk we talk about, about anything. We do like a, a bonus episode or something like that. We, we could talk about this is what we'll whiskey. do. We'll send you. I we'll, we'll send you a bottle of Johnny board. Walker Blue, right? We'll send you some Johnny Walker Blue. Then we'll go in studio. And we'll get a bottle of Johnny Walker Blue, and then the four of us will just drink Johnny Walker Blue and record it, and see if it's even uh, audible until we pass out. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that'd be like a ten-minute podcast. Oh, we got we got to do like four or five just shots right away. Oh, <laughs> can't shoot it. No, no, no. Buku Dow, no. Buku Dow. <laughs> more like blue no, uh, Dow. <laughs> well, I'll give you one more story and then we'll get off. Uh, there was a funny little story we did in uh, 2017. What year was uh, WrestleMania Orlando? 17. I think so. Yes. I think so. Uh, we all, you know, a bunch of us got booked. Uh, we went out to. Orlando. We actually had a few matches on the Thursday, Friday, and then we actually had the weekend to, you know, do some dumb things. Uh, so we went to this one bar, and uh, there's probably about seven of us, and we kind of did the game of, hey, everyone's going to do a round. You pick what we want to drink. 
Oh, that's so, a dangerous uh, game. <laughs> well, it was also right after when all everything, you know, in 2017 when um, they had the Orlando shootings in the club and everything, there was kind of cops at every every door. Right. And one of our camera guys uh, had to go up to the cop and just say, hey, you know, look, we're from New Orleans. We get a little rowdy. Just tell us to leave. We're not trying to – we're going to get a little loud. We're not trying to cause any problems. Uh, so he's like, all right, yeah, no problem. So we go down, the bartender's, hey, what y'all want? Someone said lemon drop. I was like, whatever. Do a lemon drop. We just kind of shoot it and go. We're like, all right, let's go next. And the lady, the, the bartender just kind of looking at us like, yep, y'all okay? We're like, no, this is how we drink in New Orleans. So then we're looking at the, the list, and it was my turn to pick. And I'm uh, looking at them, and uh, there was the um, four wise men shot. Um, four wise men? Well, we we dubbed it the Four Horsemen shot the rest of the night, but it's you know Johnny, Jack, Jack Jose, uh, and I can't remember the other one, but well, whatever I, it is, the four. That's why I think it's that's why I think it's the three. Why I think it's only Johnny. There was Jack. there was four. There was four in it. I don't know. Can't remember what. It oh, was, Jim. But it wouldn't be Jim. Jim, Beam, though, would it? Jim. I okay. think so. Whatever it was, but we 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 had one. Uh, Jose Jose's like the Paul Roma of the group, huh? <laughs> No, that would be Jim Beam. If you're doing Jim and Jack, Jim is the Paul Roma. So uh, we did the one, and we didn't move from that the rest of the night. <laughs> Wait, so you so said 2017? We... Yeah. That was Russell. You did... I missed the beginning of the story. I'm sorry. Was it that Russell? was? We went out there during. We were out there for WrestleCon and I was WrestleMania the... weekend. I was there. And, for uh, we uh, we didn't get off that uh, shot the rest of the night. It started at 6 p.m. Uh, a lot of the guys didn't make it through. <laughs> uh, you know, one of our guys kind of came at me and was like, what the fuck? When Luke's not here, we listen to Matt, and Matt's making us do some dumbass shit. Get more <laughs> drinks. Like, and we just started going. I remember us going to, uh, we were, uh, I think, two hours late for the WrestleCon the next morning. Um, that. We had none of our stuff. We had to go find our tables because people took our tables because we weren't there. Uh, it was kind of a funny interaction we had with Brian Cage and his wife. Uh, she kind of called us all out for being hungover beyond belief. Everyone's everyone's just – we just look like corpse. I was there and, that uh, entire week. Everyone was drunk all the and time. And we – well, there was 110 <laughs> shows that weekend. Yeah. That fucking weekend was 110 shows, and there was probably people, only five people at some of these shows. Yeah. They were just going crazy in the shit. Uh, but – yeah, don't don't ever take that shot, please. <laughs> Me and uh, seven other guys, please don't ever. If you see that on a, on a on a menu or a, don't do that. Don't do it to yourself, please. No problem. <laughs> and we actually, I think we played uh, virtual reality uh, after taking all those shots. And I believe when I woke up, I was like, I thought about it. I was like, how the fuck did they let us do this? I'm reading over the consent because you know we're we're signing shit and putting our emails in. Read over and said if we broke something, it was a fifteen thousand dollar charge just onto the card or whatever to bill to us if we broke anything. And I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, for the love of God, I did not break something. Please, 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 <laughs> didn't get a bill. So that's um, awesome. Holy shit! I would love to know the name of that bar because I'm pretty sure I was there. But that's awesome. I have no, I can't remember the name. Yeah. That, that was a blur, but yeah, that was a, that was a little fun time. So, but, good stuff. Awesome. Good stuff. Well, Matt, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. We look forward to the twenty fifth X rated uh, at Outlaw Lancy on Twitter, Outlaw underscore Lancy on Instagram, Wildcat Sports 
sports.com and cat is spelled with a K wildcatsports.com. You can get tickets info. Uh, if you can't make the 21 and over show, uh, Matt details July, they're going to do a family July 30th. So keep All an eye details on to come. Yeah. Awesome. Matt, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure, man. Anytime you want to come back on and shoot the shit, you're more than welcome. This is a blast. No problem. Thanks, great man. Time. Thank you all. Thank you, Matt. Have a great night. Peace, brother. You too. Take care, Thanks. man. All See right. y'all. Matt Lancey, the outlaw. Dude, what an, what an so, awesome time that was. So awesome, dude. Like, especially when like you get to like meet somebody that you've never met. Like to me, this wasn't like really like a wrestling shot. It was just like, hey, you're a cool guy. Let's talk. Like, Kevin, you're a cool guy. I like talking to you each and every week. Tony, you're a tremendous individual, despite what Matt says about you. Tremendous. What did wow, I do to tremendous. deserve that? I don't know. Um, I don't know. Maybe I did. Probably. What? I deserve that. Deserve it wasn't what? for you. It was for me. Oh. I oh. said I no, because I said despite what Matt said. That was like a joke. Like, I like you despite what so and so says right. about you when so and so doesn't say anything bad about you. Oh. Well, you know what I mean? Say, That's like the point of the joke. Like, I don't care do what say, he says about you. I like you. Do you guys say bad things about me? Is this like something? Now I feel hurt. No, Tony. That's the, well. We'd say that you hate guests. That's that's the extent of it. That's not it, well, but that's the truth. Well, Kate said, "Fuck all y'all." She doesn't like any of us. So there yeah, you go. Well, she's she's she has very astute observations. Oh, why would you put this up? Tony does not hate guests. Tony that's hates bullshit. guests. Tony, that's the only that... shit that we talk about you is that you hate guests. That's, that's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. <laughs> we talk. I don't talk. I talk so much shit about Tony. You know what I notice every week? This is weird. Like, see my face? A little bit of color. No, Watch how face, pale yeah. my hands are compared to my face. Isn't this the weirdest fucking thing? Well, like, look at just... this. Well, <laughs> like, every well, time I put my hands on my face, it looks like it's somebody else's hand because my I... face is so much darker. Talk... Tony, so if you would have, if you would have sat for eleven years with your, with like that, I would have never ever noticed it. But it, it's like it weirds me out. It's like, why are my hands so pale? Like it's so weird. It's the lighting. Yeah, I, I need that white girl light. I have it upstairs. I haven't set. The yeah, how come you didn't use it, bro? Yeah, bro. I don't know. <laughs> Broman reigns. <laughs> uh, we got uh, and Matt mentioned it. A huge month. Uh, Luke Hawks next week. Ryan Davidson and Booger Eater on the thirteenth. Um, Jay Spade on the twentieth. I'm sorry. I said I can't wait for Trevor Murdoch. I'm no, so not excited. not to disrespect any other the guys, but Trevor Murdoch's a guy who I've watched since he debuted in WWE. So that's yeah. I'm really so excited awesome. to talk to him. This new attitude he has in the NWA, it's almost completely vanquished the thought of him eating his own boogers. Yeah, I don't in like my it. mind. I don't like it. So I'm excited for that. And then June 27th, uh Bryce Donovan of the Shook Crew, he's joining us. So that's right. Creative June Pro is shaping up to be a hell, hell of Sean Donovan's life. little brother. No. Boom. All right. True or false? False. This would be a good one. Who are you asking? Both of you. Sean Donovan once had a show on the Shining Wizards Network. True. Kevin? Don't know. Matt, bonus points if you remember the name of it. Oh, uh, uh, gri- uh gripping with, wow, what, what, uh, the, a, t- a, a, a touch of wrestling, um, 
a drink of wrestling? What no, was it, it was a dr- it was a drink with Gino. But you're on the right track. Ah, uh, Dipsy's was um. It was a drink with Gino. Uh, a veteran veteran. Well, it, it was something like, like a genuine taste of wrestling. Yes, a genuine. The, uh, yes, that's right. There. That's all. That's all I'll get to is yeah. a genuine. Something like that. Yeah, I had a bottle of wine for the logo. I that's, remember that much. That's what I thought. That's what I went with with a drink with Gino. It was it was definitely a bottle of wine? Yes, it was a. Yeah. But good call for for somebody who doesn't listen to the Shining Wizard Network. Matt remembers a lot. I like it. I like it. Yeah, well, I like to think I remember a lot. Well, there you go. You're a smart guy. I have a long-term memory, no no short-term memory. Matt's a smart fella, and Kevin's a fart smeller. That's right. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> well, I didn't shower no. today, which is really making me uncomfortable. Oh, fuck me, dude. Why would you tell us that? Yeah, really. It's one day. I shower every no, day. I shower twice why would you tell? We're just going to make stinky jokes now. Why would you tell yeah, us? You the fucking people a... to tell that to? I don't stink, though. Yes, you do. You opened the wrong fucking box today, Kev. Relax. It didn't have have a bar of soap in it either. You did this to yourself. Maybe the your dad's computer smelled you, and that's why. You know what? You know what's funny, guys? (laughs) Back after this? No, after the short term (laughs) memory. I did shower today, (laughs) (laughs) and I just don't remember showering. Wow. It was what like, that a, like literally a 10 minute chat, like a, a in and out shower just to get refreshed. Wait, a 10 minute it. shower is an in and out shower for you? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a good half hour guy. You what? Oh, my son does that shit. He's in there for a half an hour. What are you doing jerking off in the shower? No. Half an hour? Nope. Jesus. Not even doing that. Half an hour. What the, the fuck do, my do you th- do for? Dude, 30 minutes. What do you do for 30 minutes? Yeah, I that's think. a long time, dude. I think that's where I do my best thinking. In the shower, not in on the, the shitter. Not on the can? Nope. In the shower. Wow. It's refreshing. It's warm. It... Matt, how long is your shower? I don't know. What's the Cinderella song? Four minutes, 30 seconds? Yeah. Six minutes, I'm in and out. And I get yeah, everything. probably. Give or take. Everything. So, so it depends if I have my... Dude, I got uh, the Sas, Sasquatch soap. How oh, is that? Any good? The pine tar. I love the pine tar. Pine tar, the shit they put on baseball bats and and balls. No, fucking... The fl- the smell is pine tar. It's fantastic. I love it. I love it. I jump in there, shower, soap myself, get all soapy, 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 soapy. I listen to some music, sing along. Then I hit the uh, the the head and shoulders pump. Boom. Scrub a scrub a scrub a scrub. I get beard. And then uh, we rinse. And then. Uh, and then I got to take, we have one of them drain catchers that catches all like the, the fuzzies and shit. And then I take the that and uh, the hair out and then I'm done. And the shower's done. There you go. Look at that. Yeah. I'd say six, seven minutes. If yeah, I've had a long day, I'll spend like another well, two in there. Well, here's the thing. If I'm like in the morning going to, I take two showers a day. So if I'm going to work in the morning, that's not a half hour shower. That's the six and seven minutes. You take a half hour shower every day. Just about every day, yeah. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. That's where I, I reflect. That's where I think. And I you don't do the other thing, so I don't even bring that back up again. You don't. You don't bring your wrestling figures in there and have like fucking shower oh, matches. Ever. You? No, you no. fucking puts all no, his cards. I don't. Worst case scenario, that's where, believe it or not, 
on a Monday, that's literally where I'll go to like the wrestling dirt sheets on uh on my phone. In the shower? You take your phone in the shower? Oh yeah. Wait, so you're reading your phone the while you're showering with you? Yeah. And you have like an iPhone 4. That shit's not even near waterproof. Oh, I got nothing to lose. Why are you take what are you gonna fucking miss in this? What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Absolutely nothing. You take your fucking phone in the shower. That's insanity. No, it's not if you know what you're doing. No, no, no. It is. You protect it. You're, How? No, Kevin, you're supposed to be in there taking a shower and unwinding. Being on fucking Facebook and social media is not unwinding. Did I say Facebook or social media? What Sorry, are you doing with your phone yeah. in the shower? Did, did I not just say shower, doing bro? research for the podcast? Did I not just say doing fucking research in the shower? This is insanity. Not to mention what you're doing for the environment that True Prince of Pro brings up. You're wasting water. That's a, all right, so that's a good point. <laughs> that's that's like the thing that I worry about the most. But oh, you're so worried. You take no, a no, no. shower every I day. I think about it every so often. I don't think about it every day to the point where it becomes like, oh, you got to stop doing this. All right. This now, let me ask you guys a question. Show prep in the shower. We, we mentioned we mentioned Kevin sitting down not to all, piss not last. All week. the show prep, man. I don't watch pay per views in the shower. Oh, God forbid. Could have fooled me. You bring your phone in the shower. This is all new yeah. to me. This is great stuff. Pissing in the shower, yay or nay? Nay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So quick, can we go to Matt now, please? Listen, if the if the drain is somewhat clogged and the water's sitting there, no. But if the drain oh. is moving smooth, fine. Yes, 100%. Right, I'm with you guys there. I'm, I'm not standing there. in piss. No. Yeah. And... I, I make sure the if I do, I make sure the the faucet or the flow, whatever it is, is so far like up that the water will take longer to get to the actual drain. You know what I mean? Like so. It's oh, not to like, make sure nothing. To make sure nothing. Tub. Like yeah. Oh, I so, got like, you. I got so you. So it gets so like there's no water actually touching me, and I just dive right in. Gotcha. Yeah. So, All right. Yeah, but he was right about the wasting water point, which makes me nervous, but. Um, makes you nerd. The fucking water police aren't going to show up at your house. The water bill will, but not the water police. Yeah, well, that's that's the point. That's what I meant. The water. Pl- I didn't know the word water, water police. The Matt. water police. Matt, where the water? What, what jurisdiction do the water police? I know you're the one that's fucking nervous about it. You fucking. Nervous I meant nervous people. about the environment, not nervous about the the, the, the water, water police. The water police. Whoop whoop. That's the water police. You're clearly not nervous enough, though, if you're still taking half an hour showers. Well, I didn't today. Yet. I won't. No. I'm You'll done. take a third shower? You got to start for... I only took one today. You got to start for... just said took two showers every day, but now... Yes, you're... today was different. My dad was coming back from the airport. I didn't have time to take a second shower. I cleaned the house. You I didn't want to stuff. smell nice for him? Well, I did shower, but it was the, <laughs> it was, it was the shorter version. Well, what's a short shower for you? I Today, hope it's the extreme. I hope it's the extreme of the regular shower. Regular shower, short thirty minutes. Short shower, ninety seconds. I took the shower at around six fifteen, so I can get down here at around six thirty. So uh, ten minutes. Okay, I mean that's fair. Ten minute shower, I would think, is about the average. No, that's yeah, that's a ten that's, minutes that's is good, perfectly acceptable. Yeah, but I usually like to shower, like. During the night before work, and then like the 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 work the pre work shower is just to wake myself up. So like the shower the night before is to 
cleanse and then a shower before work is to you know cleanse as well but just refresh and wake up okay all right fair enough but yeah but the, the wasting the water part is something i gotta think about <sighs> think long and hard about it during this commercial break kevin there you go cox i mean shiny oh, wizards no. network go check it well, out i was throwing it to kevin to do his thing Oh, back oh. this? Are oh. we playing the commercials? Is yeah, I wasn't sure. We're not this. playing the fucking commercials. No, man. But one of us can talk about this goofy network that we have. There's nothing to talk about. Go check out the network. There's great shows. There you back go. Back after this. Patreon. Yeah. Patreon. We should still do that, by the way. Wait, can yeah. I go get a drink then? Yeah, yeah can I go? go get, the, yeah, go you... drink. I'll just talk about what Can I go take a shower? No. We don't have oh. a half an hour, Kevin. Oh, we can't sorry. do without right. a half an hour. Tony, do you want me to do the Patreons first? What do you mean first? Like, like, you could, do you have the Patreon list? I can go get a drink. Or? No, I don't have the Patreon. I got the list. Let me do the list first. Then I'll go get a little drink. All right, then I'll get a drink. Then. All right, so you do the list. Happy All birthday, right, Mark! Full, yeah, boom, solo layout. You boys can go get your drinks, and uh, I can, you know, take your phones in the shower and do whatever weird shit you guys are yeah. doing during the Patreon read. Kevin's yeah, still here. I can see him. You can't, but I can. I mean, I can still. I can still talk to you if you want. I didn't know if you needed to get a drink or go pee or something because it's a break time. It is break time, but I want you to have a break too. I'll get a break after the Patreon read, sir. Giddy up. Before Uh, we dive into uh, all the rescue double or nothing and down the aisle and impact and NWA and whatever other craziness we want to talk about. But if you're listening to this, you're watching this, you're enjoying this, um, and you want to support the podcast and you got a couple extra dollars. $1 $1 a month. $1. If you do the math, it's like, I don't know, three cents a day, three and a half cents a day. I don't know. I'm not good at math. But a dollar a month, you can support the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. And that dollar gets you mentioned every week on this show. So you're, you're going to get mentioned next week when we have Luke Hawks on. In two weeks, former NWA world champion Trevor Murdoch and Ryan Davidson will be on the show. We're going to mention your name in the same show as them and so forth and so on. $3 a month gets you bonus content. We put out some bonus content monthly, watch alongs, crossword puzzles, or sort all sorts of good things there. Uh, and then $5 a month will plug your social media, your website, anything um, that you'd like us to. That is, of course, within reason. And then uh, $10 a month and above, we are reorganizing our Patreon um perks for the 10 and above and those perks may include you being able to sit in with a guest and ask a couple questions uh pick a wizards rewind be a can you beat that competitor uh maybe you'll even get to talk to the committee who knows but at this time we want to thank those that support us over at our patreon kathy hummer the queen of the shining wizards mr manny Carazzo, the king of the shining wizards uh danny russinello at not Danny Russ on the Twitter machine. Uh, Anthony Rusinello, fellow Mark Order podcast member. Uh, Sean Toe and Sean Calejo. No relationship. They're just listed together on the list. Uh, Kate Hensler at Miss Kate Fabe. She is crushing it over there at Fightful. She's doing Sour Graps every Tuesday night. She's doing Mark Order podcast every Wednesday night. She's doing the SmackDown Rampage Fightful post show every Friday night. And then you never know. I think she popped up with uh, with Alex from Sour Graps last night and did an AEW Double or Nothing post show. So follow Kate at Miss Kate Fabe. And don't be a jerk. Don't talk shit to her. Don't send her nasty DMs. Be a better person. Let the girl live. 
Macri, no relationship to the K, J, G. Uh, Maddie Mellinger, Christine Friesendorf, uh, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Kenny Hossie, the Scotch Drinkmore. Uh, Jay Cop, big couple pump in the house. The only thing worth listening to on the Turnbuckle Throwbacks podcast. Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock at High Five Tom. He's doing marking out the ROH Revelry uh, podcast. Plus, he's doing all sorts of other crazy podcasts. He did something with Kevin. I know he wants to do something with Tony and myself. So uh, check it out. It was a great interview, the Kevin one. So definitely go find that. Uh, Michael Hammond, Matthew Birch, the True Prince of Pro. Uh, be sure to follow him on Twitter at True Prince of Pro. He is like uh, he's like our stat guy, our statistician. He's been with us for a very long time. Uh, Braden Bergen at Berg Xer Zero. He's the LeBron James of Mattel Elite Collecting, Elite Figure Collecting. Uh, Brandon Haney, Kerry Cowling at the Kerry Crush on the Twitter machine. Ryan Schlong at Mark Order Pod. Asian Joe. David Henry Bauer the third, his pal Antonio Horseman makes experimental music at Harvestman Records 856.bandcamp.com backslash music. Mike Peterson at LOL Mike Peterson on the Twitter machine. Mr. Rob Humphrey. I dunk biscuits. Our friends over there in England are our friend. I like to think he's more than one person. I like Fred. Uh, the Daily Smart, dailysmart.com, at the Daily Smart on the Twitter machine. They help you find the latest wrestling news along with up-to-the-minute daily podcasts. Don't forget, we deliver YouTube videos to keep you in the loop. And that's where you want to be in the loop, people. Uh, roll. Fuck and yeah, roll. And last but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? Kevin, I know what you mean. Oh, baby. All right, I'm going to get a quick drink, and then uh, we'll dump jump into uh, all the wrestling stuff for the week, fellas. Well, that's what we do, baby, right? All right, I'll be right drink, back. You drink and talk, talk wrestling. Go get it. Go get it. Go get it. Bye, Matt. Matt Matt has left the show. He's going to take a half-hour shower, and he will be back in 30 minutes. Kev, can I tell you Can I tell you what I did today? Can you tell me what you're doing right now? Well, this, this goes on to what I did today. So we had some uh, burgers that I threw in the uh, Ninja Fryer, and my son was like, it's our last day home. I'm kind of in the mood for some pizza. So I told him, I said, nah, we got burgers. Let's make burgers. But unbeknownst to him, I ordered Domino's and I got us a pan pizza with some nuggers. And just as the burgers were coming off the grill, the Ninja Grill, the indoor one, which is cool, by the way, put them on the plate, put them on the buns and ding dong, pizza's here. So I got a little leftover pizza. pizza so you, too. so wait, 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 wait. So you. Mm-hmm. So you ordered the Domino's after you confirmed that you were making burgers. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your son ate burgers and pizza. Well, he had the burger and a slice of pizza. And then for dinner, a couple hours later, he ate more pizza. So it was like a two-meal deal. All right. I mean, I can't argue with, with the logic, I guess, in terms of the fact that I thought this was all at one time. I thought that the burgers and the pizza were happening at the same time. Well, it did. But like when it arrived, he only had one slice of the pizza just to give it a go. But then the, the, we saved the pizza for later. What kind of what kind of Domino's is that? This is a um, hand-tossed pan pizza. Yeah, it just looks plain. like it, it looked like the it looked like there's like a, a layer of crust that extends further than the actual pizza itself. Um, No. 
If you look okay. at it, it's got like the cheesy kind of like stuff on the end. Listen, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hate on Domino's. I love Domino's. I love Pizza Hut. I love Papa John's. I mm-hmm. love all the crappy pizza that's out there. There's uh, nothing wrong with the crappy pizza. No, but you just have to be in the mood for the crappy pizza because mm-hmm. you know what you're getting with the crappy pizza. And if you're traveling around this world and you see a McDonald's or a Domino's at some city that you've never been in before, you know what it's like. Yeah. D- delve just... into the local culture and local cuisine a little bit. Nah. Like nah, like nah, Matt, nah. if Matt's going to Baton Rouge or, or uh, you know, New Orleans, he's not going down to have a crayfish that you can get out of the Passaic River. He's going for some of them crawfish. Oh, he's yeah. going for some of them clam bakes. He's going for all that good shit. Yeah, he's yeah. not going yeah. to Domino's down and fuck no. Nah, no. He's, he's, he's surfing turfing it. When you go on these, uh, when you go on these adventures, these food adventures, these excursions, oh boys, just check out uh, diners, drive-ins, and dives. They have I like live by that show. They mm-hmm. have a thing where you could like see if you're near any of the things, and you can go check it out. The only thing I'm worried about is whether or not it'll be too busy for me to eat on the schedule that I'm on. Know what I mean? Well, there's only one way to find out, Kev. You just go. It's a great point. But and, I when I when I go out, I usually just end up Uber eating. Like when I go away, like I just end up Uber eating from the hotel because I don't trust anything. But what do you order? Domino's, Domino's, McDonald's, Taco Bell, McDonald's. Oh. I got Taco oh. Bell the other day and I forgot to include the uh the hot sauces. The worst experience of my life. Really? Really? Yeah. Worst experience of your life. Yeah. I put the I put some of the Frank's Red Hot on it, but it's not the same as no. like Taco Bell no, hot sauce. Not. It's uh it's tough. It was tough. It was it was heartbreaking actually. I think the most disappointing was when you don't get sauce at Popeyes. Like I always I don't get like the chicken, I get the chicken strips. Yeah, me too. And like if you don't get the sauce for the chicken strips, it's like why bother? Yeah, why do anything? And if you exactly. if you get if you get a Papa John's pizza and you don't get the uh garlic sauce. Oh fuck yeah, garlic sauce rules. What are you what, what are you even doing with your life? Mm-hmm. Like, come on. Here's what I would like to know. <clears throat> That's right. What's up? If you're picking pay-per-views. Oh fuck, really? And you're not you're not winning. Uh-huh. What are we fucking, what am I doing with my life here? Oh no. Did Matt have a bad time this weekend? You didn't do the numbers, T Dog? No, I didn't. It wasn't didn't. it wasn't a terrible time. Uh but it wasn't a great time. Um <laughs> It's time for Double or Nothing! (laughs) Pay-per-view pick extravaganza Uh, thing! The last night was AEW Double or Nothing, if you you live in a cave and you didn't know. Uh, And we had picks. 13 matches. Huge card. Huge! Huge! Four hours and 40 minutes. Huge. Yeah, fuck that noise. See, now I have no complaints about the length because I enjoy the product. Oh, you like them I also watched New Japan, so this was like a Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, but how, you said that you haven't watched AEW in a while. Well, I haven't watched AEW. It's not because I haven't. Like, I won't. Oh, I understand what you're saying. I got you. I enjoy yeah. the product, right? I yeah, you not, enjoy. I'm not when sitting you down it, for yeah. fucking hell in a cell. Sorry. No, I got hell you. Hell in a cell could be 15 minutes. I don't give a shit. It could be a half of a Kevin shower. I'm still not watching it. That is a half a Kevin shower. Would but you I watch Kevin shower. shower? What? Would you watch a Kevin shower for half an hour? I mean, what's what are we? What's the how much on Patreon? I'd be I'd be curious. I'd watch a Kevin shower. 
I'd, I'd love to know what goes on for that half hour. Yeah. I want to see him maneuver around his fucking iPhone 4 in the shower for half an hour. I'll tell you exactly. I'll tell you right now exactly what no, I No, no, don't spoil the surprise for that. I want to see it. I don't, it, I'm not videoing myself. I know you're not, and I'm not asking you. Why to, would you video? Imag- Live stream, bitch. Let their imaginations run wild. Don't give, it, yeah. don't give it away for free, bro. Yeah, dude. Sure. Come on now. Live in a fantasy world here. Take, don't take it away from uh, me. Yeah, even if you put like the big black bar over Kevin, I just want to see what go- half an hour. Is a long, that's a long time. It's an episode of Bob's Burgers. Wait, the big black bar over Kevin or parts of Kevin? Because I would imagine you would need two big black bars. Listen, to I me. think uh, I think he would be comfortable with. Yeah, you're right. I think he would be comfortable not being seen. So I'd have to say two big black bars. <laughs> it looked like a silhouette of Cubert. <laughs> Kevin packing that that donkey. (laughs) Just want to see the arms. Holy shit. All three of them? These hairy arms? These guys? So, uh, pay-per-view was last night. AEW. Kevin's right. It was a long show. Fuck yeah. Um, But we had picks. Oh, boy. Uh, No, no. Oh, boy is not a bad thing. We Uh, all did pretty well. I did not. Yeah. You know what? I don't. Feel no, good. Matt, you you had the worst of it, but I did. I did. Uh, Tony and Kevin each went ten and three. Fuck yeah, dude. Uh, and I went eight and five. Okay, that's not a terrible night. I had myself at eleven and two. Let's go to. Let's open the. Let's open. And the I had Tony at ten and three. Let's but I could be numbers, wrong. Kevin. So I just I'm opening the app. No, I thought the only ones I had wrong were top team and yeah, I had top team wrong, and I thought that I had. Oh Jesus Christ! We all lost Darby Allen and Ruby. No, I had Kyle O'Reilly. Let me double check this. Uh oh, I could be wrong. You're right. Uh oh. I thought I only I lost wrong. Ruby. I was wrong. Kevin uh, had Kyle. I wonder how many times Matt's been wrong over the years. I would tell him. So I, I felt really good about about this show after I watched it. I got to make wish... adjustment here. My apologies. Yeah. Uh oh. No, it's not. Uh-oh. It's a very easy fix. It's a very. Easy fix. I'm not. Yeah, no one's no one's throwing shade or anything. It's just the the numbers just didn't add up. That's all. Wow. Uh oh. Let me just adjust this here. Let me hide that for a second. Edit this. I thought I was eleven and two. Tony was ten and three, and you were. I thought you were. I thought I actually thought you were. What do I have here? Wait, what did I get wrong? Now I'm curious. What did you, I? I'll, I'll tell you exactly what you got wrong. Uh oh. Um, you got here the the Jericho match, the 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 big smash nonsense. Oh fuck him too. You got the Darby match wrong. Fucking Darby. You got the Young Bucks, Hardy's wrong. Fuck. And that was it. There's and you three. had the Hardys and Kyle O'Reilly. Good for I, you, man. I had the yeah. Hardys. And he had, uh, and he had the Jericho Association. Fuck them. But uh, but he picked Ruby Soho to win. Um, Soho. Yeah, I really thought that. Like the, the the work that they've been doing to try to like rebuild Ruby, but then once like once I saw Adam Cole's gear, I was like, all right. So I had Adam Cole winning as well, right? So right. we yeah. all had Adam Cole winning. No, no actually, I Matt, you had Samoa Joe. Joe. Matt. Matt, you had Joe. 
But once I saw Adam Cole with the pink and black gear, and then I saw Britt Baker with the pink and black gear, I was like, oh, it's going to be both of them. And I didn't think about that before the show. That probably should have been a thought process that that came into my head that they would have them both winning because everyone knows that they're together and this and that, and it would be a nice little feel-good moment, even though they're bad guys. But uh, I just thought Ruby Soho, after that match on Rampage with Chris Statlander, uh, which was awesome, I thought that they would maybe try to do something with Ruby Soho. Uh, well, and it just didn't happen. Let me ask you this. I, I didn't see it, but I heard that the crowd kind of like was behind Statlander and really like didn't like the fact that Ruby Soho won. They like booed her a lot. On I, didn't see it, I don't know. Yeah. Was that? Yeah. That they happen? were a hundred percent behind Statlander, but it's, it's the AEW crowd. Like it, they're, they're so split in who they want to root for. Like it's just, and, and the one is a bad choice. Cause I thought that Ruby Soho, all right, so in that in that finals match, right, or the semifinals match between Statlander and Ruby Soho, which I watched live, great match. I was hoping at that time that it would be Statlander and Britt Baker, right, because Statlander is back, rejuvenated, kind of separated from best friends, cuts a promo about how she's had friends and enemies and she's not letting anything get in her way. So I was like, wow, this could be a, a jump off for Statlander. But then once Ruby Soho won, I was thinking to myself, oh, you know what? Ruby Soho needs kind of needs the same thing. She's a bigger star. She's a bigger name, but she still needs to get back to where she was when she first came in. So that and then Britt Baker's made, right? Like she's she'll be a star no matter who she loses to, no matter what. So I was hoping that Ruby Soho would be the one that would give her a loss eventually and you know other than thunder rosa because that you know that booking hasn't been incredible either but so i i really thought that that ruby soho would win but you know Britt baker is is the face of the division so god bless yeah and the, and the other thing is like i know the past couple pay-per-views there was always like one that i look at and i'm kind of like well i kind of wish i could have had that one back i still would have picked this this up and down the same way that i did the yeah. same way. I wouldn't I wouldn't have changed any picks. So I would have stood with the 10 and 3. I, have I no would have on my picks. I would have probably See, here's the thing though. And, I, and this is only coming from after the match happened. If I had to take one back, it would have been Sammy, uh Ty and Kazarian. Cuz I did not see the way that this was going to go. And the fact that there's two things here, it's twofold. It's that Kazarian and Sammy clearly don't get a, get along, which I didn't follow in the storyline at all. Um, I didn't realize that they, they hated each other other than maybe like the skepticism of like breaking into top team and stealing something and sledgehammering something. So I didn't realize that was the point of the story that they were in. I would have taken that one back 100% if I had known that. Then after the fact, the promo that uh, Paige and, and Sky did was like, all right, so yeah, you know what? Sometimes... Sometimes programs have to end. Like, how long can this program go on? That program needed to fucking end. Yeah. Um, I just want to go. So I've adjusted the standings. Kevin, uh, I'm sorry. Tony sits in first place, 72 and 32. Kevin is nipping at his heels at 71 and 33. I am where I always am. Uh, in third place, I'm 10 games back at 62 and 42. But... 
I have news for you guys. Oh no. Are we are we picking New Japan Katsu? No, Tony. No. But we have to pick two WWE shows this weekend. What's the second one? NXT in your house is Saturday. Hell in a cell is Sunday. Yeah, I love it. But I'm going to show this from Kate real quick. Britt absolutely didn't need this. Having ranted, play her down, Ruby, in an Owen jacket, all to have her lose. I agree. I agree with Kate. Kate, 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 Kate. CM Punk did the same shit when he fought The Undertaker, and he still lost. So they. I'm just saying, I agree with in this particular situation. I agree that I thought Ruby You know what? I don't really care about Ruby Soho, and I think a lot of people feel the same way. I well, no, don't get... I don't think you don't care about Ruby Soho. I just don't think you care about the women's division. No, if I you don't, cared I about don't... the women's division, you would care about Ruby Soho. That's not or, true. Or how she was booked. That's not true. Care I, care, I care about the women's division. I could give less of a shit about Nyla Rose. And where's Penelope Ford been, by the way? You got a figure. Yeah, but where is she? I, I need Kate's doppelganger on my TV, goddammit. Kate could be your Ford. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and rein this in here. Right. There's a lot to talk about, but first, oh, really? Well, there's 13 matches, so of course, oh, not, God. we're not going to go through every match. There's can we just, have an a, can we have an AEW uh, three Tony, count and just be done eight, with it? It's eight thirty, Tony. Tony. Tony, relax. This is a big pay per view, but I think the biggest story that comes out of this is the MJF situation. Ah, it's all the work, bro. You think it's a work? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Tony Khan wants to be evil Vince McMahon, and this is going to be his plate again on TV. This is what's going to happen. He's already on happen. TV. What do you mean? He's already on TV. Oh, he wants to be a character. He doesn't want to be like the guy that's fucking. No. Hey, guess what? We're making an announcement. No. So then he's got to stop the. <laughs> he's got to stop that if he wants to be, actually be an entertaining character. This week on AEW Dynamite, Tony Khan makes a sandwich. Tune in at eight thirty. That's a is that Shivani? Because that's a great Shivani. That's an incredible Shivani. So, you should do that more often. This hey. Tony, you think the MJF thing is a work? Uh, for those not, uh, I don't know, barbecue. They were you if you were barbecuing all weekend or not paying attention to the sheets or the news or whatever. MJF has been very vocal about his contract status, um, and he has openly said that when the time comes, he would take more money to go elsewhere. Um, and then he was not at the uh, meet and greet Saturday. Uh, and then the rumors started circulating that he had booked a flight out of Las Vegas. Uh, and then the, it came the to the flight was booked for him. And then it came to that he was not on said flight. Uh, and then the reports all day yesterday was that he was not at the building. The promo was was taken down. The promo for the match was taken off of their YouTube, but was put back up. It was back up. It was on the the pre-show, and uh, he was in the opening match against Wardlow, and the reports that I saw today were that he showed up at the building, had the match, and he left. So here's here's what, what I'll say about the situation, is that whether it's a work or not, whether he's pissed or not, whether it was just to, to build his bad guy persona, there was, in my mind, knowing the little that I do know about Max and how he was trained in wrestling and how he was brought up, there was no shot in hell that he was not going to be there tonight or last night. There was no, or yeah, last night, there was no chance. He was going to do the right thing. 
and so whether it's a worker he's really legit pissed and he'll leave or if he's handling it no matter which way he's handling it there's no way in my mind again this is just me talking this match was going to happen the entire time like i never had a doubt in my mind uh, because max is max is too again success might change people but he was never the kind of person that would do that never now let me ask you this tony since you think this is a work what what do they have what do you what is if it is a work in your mind, Tony, what does AEW and MJF have to gain? What do they? What do you gain from this? Because people are concerned. Like, you think MJF's going to show up on Wednesday? You think he's going to be back? We don't know. We got to tune in and find out if he's going to appear. Is Tony Khan going to say something about it? Are they going to talk about it on commentary? Somebody else going to bring it up? That's do you fun. think it? Do you think more people bought the pay per view to see if he would show up? Uh, yeah, it's possible. It's possible. I don't think the pay-per-view was completely sold on CM Punk and Hangman Page. You well, know? To me, it would be... You could also make the argument the opposite way. It's like, if I don't know he's going to be there, why would I... And I'm buying it for this match that was arguably the hottest storyline in the company, and I don't know if he's going to be there. Why would I buy this show? Because you want to know he's going to be there? Look, I mean... Ultimately, right now, AEW is kind of in the funk that WWE's in. They have their audience, and their audience just isn't growing. Ah, so, yeah, I, they're catering to that audience right now. Anyway, does it bring in new eyes that people are going to tune in? No, they're probably not. But holy shit, MJF might might stick it to Wardlow. What are they going to do? Is Wardlow going to come out and call him out? Like, what's going to happen? Well, that's you know? where that's where I think like that's where I feel like MJF like real realize like the like the real 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 life mjf realized like he was not gonna do that to wardlow he was not gonna to do that to i mean i mean i don't know what the contract deal is but like if if he didn't show up would he could he get sued i don't know anything about that but i i know he would not have done that to to wardlow because this was the story and up until tonight, MJF was a willing participant in the story, which had only one true payoff, which would have been Wardlow destroying MJF. Maybe not to the extent that he did, but like th- this was the only payoff of this match, regardless. You think it. the only payoff was him getting zero offense in? No. Wardlow winning. In yes, I th- and we all picked Wardlow. I think yeah. everybody knew that's the direction they were going. Uh, I think I, I think I think it, I think you could have got away with a borderline squash, not the super 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 duper squash, because you could have let Max get up a little bit from it if it was just, you know, fight fight MJF do some cowardly stuff, sneaky stuff, and then Wardlow hits maybe one or two power bombs, then done. But I, I there, there were a lot more power bombs, and that seemed to be a, a message. So that in that aspect, to me, that seems like it's real now Kay well, says uh is it if it's if it is it's to pillman levels the working situation yeah like they're working they're working the boys the work here's the, the thing room, now everyone i know pillman worked that angle because he didn't have a contract no, right he like got, he he worked no, he got out of his contract out of the contract he got out of his contract i don't i don't think tony Con- he's signed till 2024 
He signed a five-year deal back in 19. Yeah, so he's got at least another 18 months on there. So if if, if – see, here's the kind of – now here's what we have to decide about what Tony Khan is. Is Tony Khan the kind of guy that says, I'll let you go because you're not happy here? Or is he going to be the kind of guy that says, I'm not going to let you go because I know what you could be somewhere else. But here's the thing. As much as I love Max, I don't know what the heck, what the heck he could be in WWE. And that's, and I think that's the thing, right? People are, I think the thing is people are intrigued. Like, look, when he, when, and I think, look, you cannot fault MJF when the time comes. And if he has done what he has done in AEW and he says, I'm going to try something else. I think he is smart enough to know he's not going to be able to go to WWE and cut a half the promo that he cuts in AEW. But is half an MJF promo as good or better than anything that I don't know because he it's gotta be right. Is, is it half an MJF promo? Half an MJF promo is better than any WWE promo other than maybe like a Roman Reigns or uh, now even Scott Cody, maybe, uh, or, I mean, or Seth rather Rollins. Have a, a Coca-Cola or a ShopRite Cola. Cause I think that's the, look, I think that's the difference. Cause here, it, Tony Khan is, he's playing with house money, right? It's dad's money. TBS, they're doing their thing. They get, they're saying shit. Every fucking chance they get on the air. Like we're going over, we're going over to, to USA and they, they, you know, they're yeah. stockholders. Like it's a different story. JJ Rogue, the can you beat that champion? Half an MJF promo is Miz. That's Miz with one Z. And Miz promo is two O's. Is a promo. is a good promo. So yeah, I mean, that's look, there's no there's no doubt that he can cut a hell of a promo. It's just But what like what what would MJF be in? WWE, I don't see him being MJF in WWE. Like, I just don't see it. He'd be a complete. He'd probably be a completely different character. I don't. Be, I don't think. I don't think they would. First of all, I don't think they would want him. He'd be unless, Jacob. He'd be Jacob Maxwell. That would be his name. Unless they, unless they truly like believe like his size and his energy and his cat, he would be what they. He, he, listen, they just let go of. Malcolm Bivens, who is a tremendous promo, a tremendous character, who's a manager, but relatively, I, I can't compare the size, but listen, they wanted Adam Cole to be a manager. Would they want MJ? They, Eli Drake is a freaking manager now. It's a lawyer, sir. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> or is no, I get agent. your point, Kevin. It's just. So like, what would MJF be in WWE? I don't want to take that chance. You are a superstar where you belong in the rogue top dog company other than WWE. Like you are like the top guy there. And you have, maybe so, he does not feel treated like that. That's okay. So that's another question. I this don't is, know what it what kind of money he's making. This is gonna be an extension of the whole Wardlow MJF story. Where MJF is going to be in the Wardlow role and he's going to put Tony Khan in the MJF role and he's going to say, I never wanted to be here. Why do you think I had Wardlow with me to make this place tolerable? 
but you won't let me out of my contract. You've got me trapped. I'm a slave to AEW. He's going to put Tony Khan in the bad guy seat, and that's where the story's going to go. Wait, so you don't think they could play this out for 18 months? No. Where he, he puts Tony Khan in a bad light and then makes Tony Khan the fucking heel figure of the company? Come Are on, you talking about man. on screen? Yeah. All right, so here's the thing, though. Like, how, like who's going to cheer MJF? People love MJF. And if MJF says they told that, Tony no, they Khan, don't. Dude, if Tony... no, I was in Long Island, bro. That place was. Nah. Yeah, well, that's Long Island, though. But that's you're still getting a, an arena full of fucking people cheer. People love MJF. He's a fucking great character. They love him on the internet. They don't love him in the buildings because he because that's the gimmick with him. He doesn't want you to love him, so people go along with it. But if he comes out and says Tony Khan is not this wonderful guy that you think he is, and that he's keeping me trapped, he's holding me down, he won't let me out of my contract because he knows he's got me by the short hairs. And he's gonna fucking run with it that way. But then, what what was the whole point of? See, here's what I don't like. Then, because that means you have Wardlow as this guy that just vanquished, essentially not vanquished, but defeated the the most dastardly heel you have in the company. And now, all of a sudden, this dastardly heel at some point is not is now a babyface who's gonna have to at some point interact with now your upcoming top babyface in Wardlow. Like ha- he has to still stay a bad guy. He has to be bitter and jealous about what happened. Not jealous. Yeah, but he could but be bitter, bitter and, and jealous about what Tony. He could be bitter and jealous at Tony Khan. He doesn't have to be best friends with Wardlow. We've seen the, 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 80s no, you're right. Cause I, I was thinking Shawn Michaels diesel. The eighties WWF was the best in it. Piper's turn yeah. at three. But it, it'd be way too soon if it happened like no, well he Wednesday. got he fucking got stretchered out last night. Yeah. So I don't think you'll be seeing MGF for the foreseeable future. What I what I think is going to happen, unless MJF just doesn't want to be there, they'll breathe, they'll talk, and again, I don't I don't know Matt, I don't know MJF very very well, but like if no. thanks, Tony. If I knew uh <laughs> if I knew the kind of kid that he was when he started and how he treated everybody there like then i think that he'll do the right thing regardless so this is from mike johnson the belief among those we've spoken to today is that while there was some sort of agreement made to get through double or nothing nothing has been resolved regarding the core issues between the two sides we are told they are more likely to sit down try and work something out now than they were a few days ago and then fightful select reported uh, that MJF and Khan uh, had a sit down. We should make this clear at this point. We've not determined whether this aspect is real or work. And when we asked, no follow up answer was provided, which was a first throughout this situation. All right. So it's like a, it's like a labor negotiation. It's like in sports. It's like you you meet, you try to negotiate, you work things out, you talk, and just keep the lines of communication open. MJF did the right thing by by showing up. Like he of did, course. like, and I mean, it was his obligation. I mean, the fan fest stuff you could, you know, pick nits on. It stinks well, for the I fans. Mean, yeah, but you can write that off. Him and he doesn't show up. Yeah, but number one, they got their money back, and number two, it's MJF. He's a fucking dirty, rotten heel. Of course. Yeah, but like, there. if you're fuck, look, we've all. I mean, I can't speak for you two, but I get fucking excited for shit, right? If I'm fucking think I'm gonna meet Jay White. And then he decides he's not showing up. Man, I'm fucking bummed. Yeah, I'm still there. Yeah, yeah, maybe I'll meet a couple other people. But man, I was fucking souped 
to get my fucking picture with Jay White or MJF. And Kate says they didn't get their money back. No, oh, they yeah, no, they tried to either refund or transfer to other talent. Uh, other talent, I think. So if the the pro, which uh, it's a it's well, a, this is a an AD- if this is an AEW thing and they're not giving money back, well, that's fucking shame on AEW. Yeah, but if no you're, it, it, it's probably the process is probably like. I mean, I don't know. It's probably trust annoying. the process. That's right. Yes. But I don't know. I don't know if if Kate's saying that they didn't get their money back, then I'll, I'll take her word for it. She she said books. they were told to go see other talent, and they would yeah. be hit the bricks. Like fuck your your hundred dollars is credited to you going to see like the young bucks or yeah. So well now well here's the thing now though if that session that MJF was there for and the only other talent is you know not MJF level that st- that could possibly stink. Sure, like if- it's a fucking bummer, man. Yeah. I go to meet Bret Hart and they're like, no, go fucking meet Brian Blair. I'm like, no, thanks. Kick yeah. rocks, bro. Yeah. Give me my oh, fucking fuck you. Back. You'd go meet Brian Blair. What are you You're right. About? I would, but that was just the first name that came to my brain. Leave and me if alone. it was the choice between that and not getting my money back, I would of course go meet Brian Blair. But yeah, if, I'm meeting, if I'm meeting, if I'm meeting, if I had back. the chance to meet Bret Hart and then they're saying it's Brian Blair or, or bust, I would cause a freaking stink and try to get my money back for not being able to meet Bret Hart. Uh, Asian Joe says, I wonder if the Fan Fest had a card subject to change disclaimer when advertised. 100% it did. Guaranteed. Probably. Probably. Read the fine print, nerds. Yeah, but do, do I, I, I have, again, this is just a legit question, not like a, a critique. Do, is, do like the conventions have that? Uh, I bet 100% they do. It's somewhere written deep. In, Tony's a fucking. It, it's got to be. And I'll tell it's you what, there. though, I. I do agree. When I went to I, when I went to uh, Queens, just for the the only purpose was to go meet Bruno San Martino, and I paid good money for that shit. Yeah, I, I would have been pissed off. Yeah, well, here's the thing: what it's probably maybe not card subject to change. It's probably like tickets are non refundable, or something like that. Probably. Right? Yeah, it's a good call. Um, we're not going to go through the whole AEW Double or Nothing card. If you really want an in depth look at that, um, I should be on the Mark Order podcast Wednesday night, so you can check that out. Oh, Matt um, making but, a guest appearance. Oh, well, Matt, this is all I watched this week. So no, <laughs> that's fine. Look, we still got down the aisle to do, and I know we're it's late, so we're probably just going to jump into that. Maybe Tony will hit us with some NWA stuff. But Kevin, give us some of the things that you really enjoyed from AEW Double or Nothing. Um, oh God, uh, we talked about the. It, all right, so I enjoyed the show. Right, everything but, was super fun. No, but I. I didn't have any real super investment. This is like the first AEW pay-per-view where I just didn't feel like I needed to see it, but I bought it and it was, it was fun, but I'm telling you, man, someone's going to die. Yep. In that ring at yep. some point soon. Cause there was a lot of scary stuff that happened. It's probably going to be one of the hardies to be honest with you. Um, I I knock, not I'll, knock, I'll knock on wood right now that they don't, obviously. But, dude, there was Ricky Stark spot, Darby Allen spot. Um, Jeff Hardy did not look great. That's um, what a lot of people have said that Jeff Hardy is really looking well, here's showing the thing. his age at this, this point. Was like a two, this was like a tale of two Jeff Hardys. He, like, seemed out of it for a lot of the match, but then ended up finishing like like a freaking brick house. Like, But you see that awesome. – 
that's the other thing too. Like when they brought in Jeff Hardy, now all of a sudden, like every time you see him on TV, he's got to dive off of something, jump off of something. You can't let him keep doing that. Jesus, he's like almost my age, and he's been doing this for like thirty years. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like fucking that shit. That shit takes its toll on you. But that and, oh, and even in the even in like the even in the um the Jade match, who I think Jade is incredible. There was a scary spot in that match too. Some of the stuff just didn't click and i we talked to to the outlaw about chemistry and it's just like man like i don't know like how many times people worked with each other overall okay and i get your point is taken tongue-in-cheek but no she's trying to say i'm an old man that's that's what kate's saying no i think i I thought she was talking about jeff hardy yeah but she's i conflated jeff hardy's age to my age so kevin's so kate's like oh he's almost 87 yeah haha kate I'm gonna take my yeah. cane and fucking hit okay. you over so the head even with if it. she was talking about Jeff Hardy, point taken. He's older, but I mean, like, then just do something else. Like, figure out another way to have a match without needing to like be like where you can't even stand and you're in the corner. Yeah, like not outside the ring, like uh, in your actual corner where you would get the tag. You're just laying in the corner while the match is going on. He can easily do twists of faith. He could do, he could do his like the double foot to the to the midsection with the leg drops and all that. It's he could tough do to little... see. It's tough to watch, especially if you're going to keep if you're keep teasing if you're going to keep teasing the fans about the match that you think they should get. Then what, Matt? I love every bit of this. You want to know why? Why? why is that? Because it's the exact way I feel about Ric Flair in his last match. And guess what? The nostalgia tards, it's sold out. All right. So here's the thing. Sold yeah. out. All right, Kevin, I'll let you take this because right? Kevin's got you. Jeff Kevin... Hardy's going to do what Jeff Hardy wants to do. We understand. But, but this Kevin... is one match for Ric Flair. This is one time and yeah, it's but, probably going to be a yeah, six but it's, man. Yeah, here's the thing. He's 73 years old. It's not like Jeff Hardy's not just going to hang his fucking boots up tomorrow. We look, we get it, but Ric Flair is not doing swantons and fucking twists no. of faith and, and leaping over the top rope, diving he, to the outside. It's the same thing. Jeff Hardy's going to do this until he is is crippled, paralyzed, or God forbid, dies in the ring. Well, and it's it, in but, his it, blood. The same it, thing with Ric Flair. Yeah, for that stance, I agree with you. Yes, Ric Flair's got a fucking pacemaker. He should not be taking. Yeah, it's a miracle that fucking Jerry Lawler still does this with a pacemaker. He's Have in the you, same boat. All right, so here's what I'll say to counter that a little bit, just because you know why wouldn't if you all agreed on everything, it just wouldn't be fun. I have you no, that's watched a, that's a, a, that's a Phil and Tony podcast? Like, have you? Yeah, I haven't seen a Jerry Lawler independent match. Not one since he died, almost died. I think he takes one bump. I think so. That's, that's it. what that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. So if if Ric Flair at 73, like, would I would I stop like my dad from going out if he wanted to go shoot a few hoops? Like, would I stop him from doing that at 73? Would I stop him? Probably not. I mean, but if he's going out and he's just throwing free throws or trying to make buckets and he's not posting up, well, trying that, to what do you think a Ric Flair match out? is going to be? Here's the thing, right? JJ Roke says, look, Flair won't be jumping off a ladder on the chairs at a certain point. WWE, AEW, AEW, excuse me, has to do a better job protecting their talent. But that's they're 100%. not. No, that's 100% not, accurate, by the way. But they're not going to Jeff Hardy and like, hey, do the do the hits. Jeff Hardy is a fu- he's been in the business for 30 years. Yeah, he but the problem, but I don't want to do this. 
But the problem with AEW is, and you'll hear from other people that go there where they're like, oh, it's a breath of fresh air because it gives everybody a chance to like do what they want to do. No, if Jeff Hardy says, I'm going to end it with the Swanton and this and that off a 30 foot ladder, somebody's got to say, no, you don't fucking need to do this. Stop. Yeah. Somebody's got to tell him. Do if the, you don't put your foot down, he's going to fucking do it anyway. Do the whisper in the wind. Do the, yeah. you know, the swanton. Do your... Maybe this is it. Like, maybe this is his last fucking hurrah. No, it is. It clearly is their like, last Maybe run. this is the way he wants to go out. But then that's fine. I got, Who am I to tell him not to? Well, but I'm just saying... I, listen, I didn't mean that Jeff Hardy was going to... No, like, look. I look Every time I see Sting doing something and they set up tables, I fucking cringe. Yeah, but I got exactly. I got super nervous about the Darby Allen dive to the outside, Matt. I got super nervous oh, the about the one where he, his his feet got caught and they which kept I, trying I, to throw the, the replay. Yeah, at the first po- at the first point, I actually thought it was a really cool spot, and then I realized something went wrong. Like I thought it was like, oh, he just did like a cartwheel kick through the ropes. How does that work? That's yeah. not what he was going for. So that made me nervous. The Ricky Starks almost landing on his freaking head made me nervous it's not ballerina that's true here's Kate the, is here's the, not ballerina here's the thing though right but there's a difference matt you're right no no but like here's because i kevin i when he fell outside the ring i was like oh my god he just came back from a neck injury yeah are, that's what you got to remember are too. they is he so fucking good like he, that's the still at 40 years old i can't tell are they that fucking good at making it look like it fucking hurts that much that's a good point I I don't think so because if they were that good, then the refs wouldn't run out and immediately check on. I them mean, but that's the, that's okay. your thing, right? That's your first. That's your. That's not even a ref. That's a human reaction, right? Like, there's like, did, did you see a point in the match in the Hardys match where the the doctor actually went to go check on Jeff? Yeah. He's on this. He's on the outside of the ring. Jeff is in that corner, like I said, but I not, not outside the of the ring. Who put the the face mask on MJF? Oof. Wait, what? The, the fucking oxygen thing that was a bit much yeah well here's nothing i don't know i thought i knew how o- oxygen masks work because it was literally just over his nose and not over his entire mouth and nose but i could be totally wrong but i'm cpr certified so i thought that that's where you would kind of put them but could be wrong about that but yeah it's just like there was it, listen it was a fun show yeah, but no, here's I what i Here's what I'll tell you. What I, I didn't like it. If you want to move on from this, I have no problem doing that to go down the aisle. But that Jericho uh, Appreciation Society uh, Blackpool Combat Club slash LAX stuff. I was a that was a tough watch. Really, I fucking loved every second of that. It was a tough watch in the beginning. I didn't. I didn't get why they had the music playing as long as they did. Like, I don't know if that made you don't love wild thing. No, I love it. But here's why here's the turning point that I absolutely loved is when Jericho actually ripped the soundboard. So that was all right. So that was great. And that made, but the entire time I'm thinking like, well, how are, how is no Moxley losing? Because if this music is going to be playing the whole time, he's not losing. Uh, Uh, Sorry, Kev. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's fine. But case of Biggie's career may be over because of a bad suplex guys. Draws is in a wheelchair because of a blown spot. Like, it's wrestling, man. Kojima can't walk anymore. Fucking Hayabusa can't walk anymore. Hayabusa's dead, bro. I understand, but like, it's just no, no. He he died. Like, he's 
No, I know, but he was right. injured. He tried, and yeah, he just slipped couldn't. on the ropes. Like it's rest. Like uh, shit happens. To see like, it happen so much in one night is tough. Yeah, that's what, because that's, because nobody huge. in the back says no. Nobody says why not do something different. They're, it's not. They're not. It's they're professional wrestlers. Like this is their job. Yeah, but so, they don't have to fucking try to kill themselves every time they go out. That's there. where we are with wrestling. Not in but the NWA, we're no. not. And what? Not in the NWA, we're not. You tell that to your world champ who thinks he fucking tore his bicep, buddy. Yeah, well, fuck him too. Stupid fucking going off and doing fucking indie shots. Good for him. Hope Nick Aldis sticks it up his ass. Wait, 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 wait. You better hope Homeboy shows up. You're criticizing Matt Cardona for doing indie shots when the companies that he works for are Impact and NWA? Yeah, he's the NWA World's Heavyweight Champion. You don't see Nick Aldis doing fucking GCW. What are you, a fucking mope? Like what are like what are you? Not a mope. I stand for good wrestling. Not that fucking jackass with his forty-five hardcore belts. Fuck him and his hand and his torn bicep. How do you like that? Are, are we just here's the thing? Are we just older? Is that the thing, right? Because probably we loved every second. We loved every second of ECW. Yeah, and I th- but but dude, even even during the nineties, people were dying every fucking week in sure, wrestling. Sure, it was awful, but. Bro, 99, you're going to give me Masato Tanaka and Mike Awesome with unprotected chair shots? I was fucking all in. I didn't give a fuck if they oh, couldn't win their own ass the next morning. I think One there was a chair. Stand. One Night Stand was probably the fucking, it was probably the best match on the show. Dude, there was a chair shot on Dynamite, I think. It was either Dynamite or Rampage. I think it was on MJF from Wardlow or, or Wardlow on, or Sean Spears on, on Wardlow. Wardlow missed and, and Sean Spears hit MJF, if I'm not mistaken. And it was a completely unprotected headshot, like chair shot. Is it? Is yeah, that but, like? Are, is it? Yeah, is that? Are we just older? Is that the thing? Yeah, yeah, but but look, but look at this. Mike Awesome fucking killed himself. You know no, what I'm saying? I, I I understand. I a hundred look. I watch tons of New Japan. If you tell me Naito and Ibushi are gonna have a match, I instantly am fucking nervous because these guys go balls out, and all it takes is is a Hayabusa slip on the rope an apron bump gone wrong where these guys are fucking paralyzed or worse dead. But is it 40 year old Matt, right? Are we older? Yeah. Think about these things versus 20 years old. And I want to see fucking Masato Tanaka's head in my lap. It's just, yeah, like, it's just like anything else, but it's I, just but like I, we're getting older. It's just like anything else in society. And the jokes that we made then, or there's things that we did then they're not cool. Now this is not cool. Now. Some of the time, it's not like, and what I mean by cool is, it's like, it's just not right. But I think, but I think comparing wrestling from like the eighties when you know when we when especially you guys were really young, seeing it change to the nineties, that you know like we didn't realize how bad these guys were hurting and how bad they were getting hurt until a couple of years later when a lot of these guys were hooked on pills because they couldn't take the pain anymore. Yeah. A lot of these guys were killing themselves because they didn't know what to do with themselves anymore. That Killing all started coming else? out later on. You know, Yeah, exactly. So all this crazy shit started coming on after the fact, after all this stuff. Look at all the guys that are dead from ECW. Look at all the guys that are dead from WCW. A lot of people are fucking dead and gone. And it's all, a lot of it has to do with these guys going in and out every night, busting their asses, doing fucking crazy shit, and then popping pills to get through it and just to do it again the next night. Yeah, well, I'm not, I can't, I'm not going to speak to that. I don't think like Ricky Starks, after he has a match, is going back to his hotel. And no, well, pills. it's a different animal now. Yeah. So, but 
but I wonder if the mentality is still the same in their heads that they need to do what they have to do now instead of prolonging their career and working safer. Like that's like the big like cliche in wrestling. Don't work. What was it? Don't work safe. Work smart. Is there some weird work line? Work smarter, in there? not harder. Work smarter, not harder. So to now, will that lead to maybe a less entertaining product than Tony Khan wants to produce? Right, well, like Kate, like Kate says here, AEW wrestlers they wrestle like twenty five days a year. That's that's also, a good point. Yeah, but that's not a good thing either because if you think about it, if you're not in the ring, you're not getting better. You're not honing your craft. Yeah. So if no you're rap. only working like twice a month, that's why these guys are making lots of mistakes on on like easy things. No, but I think her point was that it's not the. And I don't want to speak for Kate, but I think her no, point she, was no, like, I get the point. It's, it's, it's not, not the, the wear and tear of the 300 days. Exactly. But 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 going on the completely opposite direction, you need to keep working to stay at that level, to keep getting better. Not everybody in the ring is well, like we don't, we don't We don't know that they're not. A lot of these guys do indies. Right. But you can't. Of, yeah. I, I think a great a of, point is they've essentially traded the 250 days a year on the road with the pills and the booze to a quarter of that, but very risky, very yeah, yeah. risky. Well, that's, spots. And that's something that we can't dis- discard is that the risks that these guys are taking are just like nuts. Also like, like we've been is, to AEW shows, right? Like yeah. those holy shit moments are awesome. They're great. It's just, but, but yeah, the, and it's, 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 it's not, it's not at the forefront of your mind. When you see an awesome yeah. spot, you're like, I hope they can get up when you're watching at home and the cameras are everywhere. The Ricky Starks bump scared the shit out of me. Me too. I was like, Holy fuck. This dude just came back from this neck injury. I, and then he was not in the ring for a while. And I, my mind went to the worst possible place. Like this poor kid is fucking dude. And then he took, then he took the freaking, uh, he was, the spot was it was it Will Hobbs and Will Hobbs came off the ropes. He got back up and took that. Yeah, but then and then it, but it's then it's back to my point from before. Like, are are these guys so good at making me think? Right? Are they doing their job that well? It's a good question. Right? Because he finished the match and he walked out, and I haven't seen anything today that said Ricky Starks was hurt. But that could also be adrenaline. And yeah, but could, usually when you see that, you'll get some kind of, and it's post, not post scrum like Ricky Starks was hurt, like we didn't hear anything, which is a good thing, I guess. No, I know that's a definitely a good thing, but it's not like uh, what what could have happened to him because he is kind of like the Big E thing. They took Big E out immediately, and let him, so the fact that they didn't do that right away is like is I guess positive, but at the same time, like. Like you don't know, like the adrenaline. Go. It's like sometimes you get into like a car accident, right? And you say you're fine, you're fine, you're fine. Then 24 hours later, you are fucking like you can't move. Right. You got a concussion. You're all fucking yeah. mangled. So you never know. So to play it on the safe side, I mean, yeah, I get it. You want to finish the match. I get that. That's the business. And I'll never discredit anyone for wanting to do that. But man. There was some scary stuff, and it's to me. I love AW. It's my favorite show. It's literally my favorite show. But they they need to. Last night made me seem like 
even going even like you want to go back to a wrestling perspective they need to do better at like getting people invested in the show because i've read like the the the, the dirt sheet reporters that like were just like and i hate that i'm sorry to use that term but like this there was a lot of these matches popped up out of nowhere a lot of these stories just weren't like there was no investment in anything even like your top story cm punk and hangman page was just not this was like this was the one that was like the least most like uh I'll do it, but I'll buy it, I guess. But because I have to watch it, and I wasn't gonna, and I didn't go up to to your to your house, Matt. But so I still wanted to watch it, so I bought it, and it was it was fun. I watched it twice. I watched it last night, late last night, and I watched it today, and just didn't was wasn't the best effort, but it was still very very fun. I think I uh, and we'll wrap this AEW thing up real fast because I know I know we want to do down the aisle, but uh, I loved. I thought the Hardys and the Bucks was fun. Um, the House of Black uh, um, uh, six man was sick, and the fucking finish with Tony's girl was awesome. The Julia Hart shit with the fucking her eye, yes. awesome, awesome storytelling. Um, I love this. Look, I know the the build may not have wet your whistle, uh, Kev, and I I unfortunately have not been able to to watch weekly with Dynamite. The story that Punk and Page told, I thought was great, and the ending, the way it ended, I fucking loved it. Right, and listen, I thought that Page and Punk each like tore a quad or tore a calf or did something in that, because there was a lot of a lot of scary moments in that match too that weren't high spots either. So, to counterpoint what we were talking about, high spots, you can get hurt doing, doing anything. anything. Yeah, um, uh, the but women's Kate, match was. I, yeah, I do want to say that the Kate thing, Kate posted again about how uh, Thunder and uh, Serena was awesome, which it was, but there was nothing. There's nothing that I, I didn't care. Like, I don't think there was no chance Serena was winning that match. Yeah, there's always a shot, right? Well, let's just say, why do you watch the WWE? You know, you know, Roman's not losing on uh, in your house. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. That's for a different podcast. Fair enough. Um, uh, I thought the Owen Hart women's finals was flat. The The whole Owen Hart thing. In the it just bro, it dragged. The shit with Martha was atrocious. Did that fucking it? hat. I wanted to remove that hat from her head immediately. <laughs> did you see her did you see her dance back in the aisle? Did you see that? Did you catch that? The only thing I enjoyed about that was the belts. And Tony, I don't know if you saw the belts are they pay homage to the Stampede Championship belts. They're beautiful belts. Yeah, they're pretty cool. But I don't know, man. This whole this whole Owen Hart gimmick. My my whole thing, honor Owen Hart. Fucking stop with the tournaments already. We got to go through yeah. this every fucking other week. There's another tournament. No, tournament's over. We got a cup. They get their name on it. It's great. It's no different than the fucking opera cup. And you sit through that bullshit every it's December. It's once a year. And this will be once a year, too. As, as opposed to the 17 other tournaments they have every year. Fuck oh, off. Tournaments are great. Tournaments they, about they're, everything. Yeah, they're, out, they're taking off the New Japan booking. Tournaments yeah. are great. Yeah, wonderful. Made. Great. And the, and the, and the titles it. aren't. Defended, they're just prizes. So then, why did they make prizes? Why not just have the cups? Because you're paying homage to fucking Owen Hart, who, who, truthfully, this should have been something the WWE did a long time ago. But Martha fucking hated Vince McMahon, so yeah, they kill this, they kill her fucking husband. I get dude. it. Come on, but it's like finally, like somebody's bringing to light, like we're, let's celebrate Owen Hart, right? I was annoyed. <laughs> We were watching it, and she goes, and and Oge is up there. I go, they put that kid in the fucking nosebleed seats. What the fuck? 
Yo, his, her, their daughter looks just like Owen. It's fucking. This scary. kid looks like Owen too. No, the daughter, dude. And she's got his face. Isn't the daughter jacked? Is she she looks pretty. Know. She looks pretty svelte. Yeah. I thought she was like a wrestler for a second, she and then when be. I heard like Athena, which you know Ember Moon showed up, yeah. I thought I was like, wait. Then I was like, wait, her name's Athena. I was like, wait, did Owen Hart's daughter like do a run in on on the pay per view? But no, it's actually Ember Moon. Ember Moon showed up. Melvin Bibbin showed up. Roosh and Andrade are going to be a thing, which is fucking sick. That's cool. They they forego. They don't do the handshake. They do the fucking. Ah, uh, it's fucking awesome. Um, yeah, Ruby Britt was like whatever. It was flat. I agree with what Kate said before. Like they fucking rancid was fucking. There. I thought Lars whatever is fucking nuts was. He was the lead singer. Shows you how much I know about fucking rancid. No, Lars isn't the same. I- no, I didn't. Well, maybe no, he might be, but maybe just doesn't sing that. So I thought Matt, I thought that too. And I've I'm a big rancid guy, and I mm. thought that it was Lars the entire time. That's why you take 30 minute showers, right? That's right. Wait, Lars Ulrich sings for Rancid now? No, Lars Fredrickson. Lars Lars Fredrickson. I have no idea um, what that is. What else were we forgetting? Talk about the jumper from Metallica. Uh yeah. the three-way for the tag titles was sick. I I really I picked Team Taz because I thought that Christian Cage turn was happening, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. To wait and see when that happens. Um, is there anything else? Oh, yes. I had to tweet this out last night. If you're gonna do the fucking sharpshooter, for the fucking love of God, learn how to do the fucking sharpshooter. And you know uh, what? That's a great point. Santana replied with a laughy, laughy cry face. And this shit on our Twitter's got almost 400 likes. Really? Because man, yes. I thought I thought the same thing because I noticed it earlier when the uh, when Ruby Soho does it. The clover leaf. I'm like, what? And they're like, it's a sharpshooter. I'm like, this is she's just fucking laying on top of her with her legs. Yeah. This isn't the sharpshooter. And then fucking Punk did it, and I'm like, this isn't the sharp. Sting is in your fucking company. Teach yeah. these people how to do the fucking sharpshooter. Dude, and yeah, so if you want to get to that point eventually, you can, but you got to start like with the standing base. And Holy like shit, like dude, and the same thing happened with um, whoever did the clover leaf. I forget. I, I wonder if it was a female match or. Oh uh, yes, match. I think it was Serena Deeb went for the clover leaf. And it was just, and all it was literally just like, oh, I'm just gonna lay, I'm just gonna sit on your butt. It's fucking terrible. Which is insane to think that these incredibly talented people can screw that up. But just, just uh yeah. Maybe they were, <laughs> they were exhausted. Maybe they were tired. Like, but it was none of them. None of the sharpshooters, none of the clover leaves look good at all. No, none at all. None at all. Uh, if you want an in-depth look at, at Double or Nothing, please, the Mark Order podcast, Wednesday night, 10 to 15. Uh, Kate, Ryan, Anthony, I'm sure I will be there. I'm not sure I'll be there. I should be there. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Double or Nothing um, and Dynamite. So tune in Wednesday night on uh, Facebook, Twitter, and, uh, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Uh, Kevin, anything before we go down the aisle? Um, love that Jurassic Express kept the belts. Yeah. Um, I think that they're still teasing a, a, a Christian, uh, maybe Jungle uh, Jungle Boy thing. I feel like that has to happen at some point, but they haven't pulled the trigger at all yet. I know there's a big 10-man tag on Dynamite. So... Yeah, so I, I didn't watch WWE. I didn't watch. I didn't even watch Impact this past week. So uh, we'll get back to that next week. We will. Um, 
Now it's time for our favorite new segment. Down the aisle. Now, gentlemen, we could have gone two different ways tonight. Uh Uh-oh. Okay, because my buddy Alex was here last night. Alex the Russian. And uh, he was telling me about uh, WWF Coliseum Home Video UK Rampage 92, where there is a match, Legion of Doom, against Dino Bravo and Colonel Mustafa. Uh, except it is Dino Bravo in his uh, Canadian gear with the black hair. Yes. I'm familiar. So I said, oh, maybe I'll go that way. But then, unfortunately, we got some sad news today. FMW legend Tarzan Goto, unfortunately, uh, passed away after his battle with liver cancer at the age of 58. That's sad. So if you are familiar with FMW, um, Onita and company. Tarzan Goto was heavily featured there. So that sent me down the aisle. Oh, uh, boy. Gentlemen, and that brought me to ECW's Heat Wave 96. Ooh. Which is where we find ourselves. Uh, this event took place July 13th, 1996 at the Philadelphia uh, 2300 Arena, the ECW Arena. Uh, I just pulled the card up. Your your opening match, it seemed, was the Gangsters against the Samoan Gangster Party, which was oh, Matt Daddy Kane and Sammy Silk. That was three-minute warning. In uh, uh, was it? 1996. Yeah. That's crazy. Sammy Silk was Samu. Mm-hmm. And Mac Daddy Kane was... Uh, Rosie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was Samu and Rosie. It wasn't. Oh, it was. It wasn't. It Jamal? wasn't Eki and. Uh, Eki. Jamal, Jamal and Rosie. Fucking name dropping. I love it. That's his, well, that's his name. Yeah. Um, we got Mikey Whipwreck defeating the Giant Killer Paul Loria. Well, of course. Which somehow turns into the Eliminators defending their tag titles against Mikey Whipwreck and Sabu. What? Um, the Dudleys, uh, Big Dick and Bubba, who were accompanied by Chubby Dudley, D.W. Dudley, Dances and with Guy, Dudley. And Dances, Guy Dudley. That was their that was their Indian because Dances with Wolves was a movie. Dances with Dudley. Yep. Uh, they took on the FBI, J.T. Smith, Little Guido, with Big Guido and Salvatore Bolomo. Jesus Christ! <laughs> well, at least they got real Italians in there. Wait. Uh. L.A. Smooth is not Rosie. Okay. The gangster, the small gangster party was L.A. Smooth and Samu. The Simone gangster party was Mac Daddy Kane. Sammy the Silk. And Sammy Silk. Sammy Silk is Samu. And L.A. Smooth is not Rosie. Mac Daddy no. Kane is Rosie. Rosie is Big Maddie Smalls. L.A. Smooth is pretty notable on the indie scene up up around here. He's like he's got like black, greasy, curly hair. It is Samu and Rosie. It's L.A. Well, Wikipedia has it as Sammy the Silk and Rosie was Big Maddie Smalls. Wikipedia has it as L.A. Smooth, and L.A. Smooth is not Rosie. L.A. Smooth is Alofa. Yes. Wait, what? His name is Alofa. 
Town Loaf of Shit. Because <laughs> nineteen ninety six sounded way too young for Rosie to be. That was Rosie. Big Maddie Smalls. That's Look, I, L.A. Smooth was around in ninety one too. Wait, are we talking nine, Heat Wave ninety six? Are we talking we're talking yeah. Heat Wave ninety six? All right. So, my Wikipedia says. Stop with the Wikipedia. Okay. This is Rosie. I don't worry you. Yeah, Sammy the Silk was Samu, and Matt Anawahi was Big Maddie Smalls. Okay. And Matt Anawahi is Rosie. It's right here. Simone Gangster Party, 1995, under the Simone SWAT team on Wikipedia. All right, so Heat Wave 1996 was the third Heat Wave professional wrestling event produced by Championship Wrestling. Event. Oh, it was the pre- right, so the preliminary matches, right? The opening match was a tag team match in which the gangsters New Jack and Mustafa Saeed took on the Samoan Gangster Parties, L.A. Smooth, and Sammy the Silk. He's also, he was Mac Daddy Kane at the time. It's this, it's not L.A. Smooth. Okay, so it's not L.A. Smooth. It's not Lloyd. Uh, I know I. Right. L.A. Okay. Smooth. Is Lloyd. Yes. It's not Lloyd. Right. It's not Lloyd. Okay. All right. Carry on. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do you want me to do? I'm sorry. Good. Keep going. Let's go down this aisle. That's what we do down the aisle. He did, he did work in ECW 96. Only one event uh, where he was defeated by Brian Lee. Wikipedia. As L.A. Smooth. Wikipedia schooling me. All right. No more Wikipedia. I'm done. I, I closed it out. Uh, oh, come on, um, Tony. Tarzan Goto defeated Axel Rotten on this show. Wait, wait, wait. Tarzan Goto was on an ECW show in 96? He, he was. That's crazy. He wrestled, uh, I guess he was over here on Excursion, maybe? He wrestled. Uh, he wrestled. They did their show. He came over and he beat Axel Rotten at a house show in July, the day before Heat Wave. Then he beat him at Heat Wave. Then. In Japan, when ECW went there, he lost to the Eliminators in a handicap match. What? And then he defended the IWA World Heavyweight title against Bubba Ray Dudley. Wow. 1996, wow. people. There you go. Boo, 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 Um... Shane Douglas beat Jericho, Pipple number two, and Two Cold Scorpio in the uh, four-way elimination match for the ECW World Television title. Jericho was the champ going in, no? He was. I remember this part of the, the Lionheart. He only held it for a couple of weeks. It's the first ECW TV show I ever saw was this match. It was fucking 40 minutes. Wow. Wow. This was this was your intro to ECW, this match? Yes. Well, this, this, wow. Yes. Wow. Uh, Luis Spicoli beat El Puerto Ricania in a minute and 10 minutes. A minute and 10 minutes. Uh, A minute and 10 seconds, only to be challenged by Sabu directly after, where Sabu beat Luis Spicoli. Sabu does double duty, as does Mikey Whipwreck. In a minute and seven minutes. (laughs) And then um, the main event 
was a rage in a cage six man tag match. Terry Gordy, the Sandman, Tommy Dreamer. Oh God. Against Brian Lee Raven and Stevie Richards. Okay, Brian Lee Raven and Richards makes sense. And who was on the other side with Bam Bam and Sandman? Dreamer. Wow. So this is before they... Wait, but wait a minute. Who who was there first? Doc was there first, and then he brought in Gordy, no? Oh, uh, man. Yeah, Doc had to be, because I was at the ECW arena one time, and Gordy was standing outside the front doors. I ran out and got a picture with him while he was waiting to come in. So Heat Wave '96 was obviously '96, asshole. Uh, I would, I would hope so. Hold on, because I was do, because today I wanted to, um, I wanted to watch, um, Doc and Gordy against the Eliminators. Doc and not Gordy. on the, it's not on the network. Doc and Gordy. All right, so let's see here. So the first appearance of uh, Dr. Death is The Doctor is in August yep. August uh, 3rd, 1996. Yeah. So Gordy was there before him. Because if this is Heat Wave 96, that's in July. Oh, good call. All right, let me just double. But then how the hell was, how the hell was uh, Gordy... Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Yeah, because Gordy debuted at Hardcore Heaven 96 to challenge Raven for the title. Then maybe that's when I got the picture with him. Then my memory is off. Because Dr. Death doesn't come until August. He beats beats Devin Storm at ECW's Unlucky Lottery in September. How long did that match go? One minute and 14 minutes? uh, Let's see here. It's a new thing. Uh, they don't have times on this because I think it was like one of those ECW spot shows. Gotcha. Uh, and then the bad crew. Oh, God. Dog there was, and bros. There was no other team that got booed as bad as bad crew in ECW. When they got announced and their music hit, people would just fucking chant and fuck bad crew. Bad crew sucks. Everything. Nobody liked bad crew. Matthew Birch, wasn't that ECW TV title four-way when Francine left the Pitbulls to join Shane Douglas? Yup. <laughs> yup, she throws the powder in his face when he's up for the the, the super bomb. Uh, Dr. Death wrestled Johnny Smith at one of their spot shows. Ah, Johnny Smith, virtual Ooh, pro wrestling two legend. That sounds good. Yeah. And then he was there for, high, I was looking for high incident, which is the Eliminators versus Doc and Gordy. I was there for that. That was Tommy Dreamer and uh, Brian Lee on the big on the and little scaffold, scaffold. right? God, what a dude, fucking! I was looking shit. for that hard. What a shit show that was! That little fucking teeny tiny scaffold, bro. That had Van Dam and Sabu against Furnace and Lafon too. That's a hell of a show, man. Sandman I was there too, for high incident. Sandman too cold Scorpio for the the world title. Douglas versus Cody Michaels for the TV title. Cody Michaels. Taz, little Guido, Mikey, Johnny Smith. I think Gordy was there for he was gone after high incident. But he wrestled Bigelow at Ultimate Jeopardy 96. He he had his feud with Brian Lee. When when did when did um when did Gordy get called in to be the executioner? What year was that? 
97? No. 96? It had to have been around this time, right? Because it would have made sense if they were working together. Yep. He debuted on the November 18th. Buried Alive pay-per-view. Yep. Right, and he had his first match on Monday Night Raw where he defeated Freddie Joe Floyd. Which is Tony. Tony get. Uh, he gets it. I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if you would know. <laughs> he was in bad shape at this point, though. Yeah, he was. He was. That's rough. What what year what year did Gordy die? He didn't make two thousand, did he? <sighs> he had his last match in two thousand two thousand one. Yeah. His last match was in. Dude, his last match. Ready for this? Oh boy! But how about how about bringing it all together tonight, fellas? His last match was January twenty first, two thousand, at OPW in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Him and Michael Hayes lost to the Hardy Boys. Holy shit! Dude, 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 dude. But dude and dude and dude, dude and dude and dude and dude and dude and dude and been a while. That's not the same OPW that that exists today. It's not on point wrestling, is it? No, no. It was uh Oklahoma Pro Wrestling. There you go. Well, I'm the king. Well, I'm the I'm the king of Oklahoma Pro Professional Wrestling. On the same show. Oh no. Uh, Moose. Hey. Party boys. Eric Watts defeated Eli the Eliminator. <laughs> hey. Oh. Luna Vashon and Sherry Martell went to a double DQ. Hey. Prince Albert <laughs> defeated Gangrel. No. Fuck no. And Tarantula defeated Joey Casanova. Correct. Ding. <laughs> Who the fuck is Tarantula? I got news for you, Tony. What's that? I know who he's, he's still wrestling in Oklahoma. He recently had a match at a WAH event. Wow. You is, that, is, that, is that run by the beautiful people? Wow. You'd never, you'd never guess what WAH stands for. Uh, wrestling, wrestle against hunger. Hey, this is Moose. He hey, lost to the Canadian Red Devil. I don't so, know. Terrence so he is. said, "I won." <laughs> the current, the Canadian Red Devil's been around for a while too. Fuck yeah! Also yeah. known as Devil Man. Shining the wizard. <laughs> I don't know why every week it's still funny. (laughs) These nuts. Uh, Uh, I think that's down the aisle, boys. That was a good one. (laughs) Give me some more moose. In your face. Hey. (laughs) Shining the wizard. Shining the wizard. Holy shit. Jesus, You cocksucker. I don't know why, like the moose, like the moose drops. Like, I don't think they'll ever get old. Well, special thanks to Matt Lancey for joining us. Uh, Wildcat Sports presents X-Rated on June 25th, Southport Hall in New Orleans, Louisiana. 50 walk-up tickets available day of the show. 
uh, starting at uh, $25. Doors are at six, bells at seven, wildcatsports.com. Uh, next week, Luke Hawks joins us. Um, he is uh, the, I guess he runs Wildcat Sports. I don't want to call him the owner. The he's provider. the face that runs the place. Uh, but he's also been featured heavily on the Young Rock as the ringmaster and Stone Cold Steve Austin. So it would be fun to talk to him about that. And, and uh, we're going to get another match announcement for this X-rated show. So super excited to have Luke on next week. And it's always good to catch up with him. Uh, Kevin will have a top five for us next week. No. Right, I will. No. Sorry. Next Sorry, week. Kevin. It's a Wizards Rewind. We are taking you. Can I tell him? Can I tell him? Yeah, you can tell him because this yeah, is your you and your daily motion. November 7th, 1987, WWF Superstars. And boy, is this a fucking show. Capped off by an awesome main event. Heart Foundation defends the WWF tag titles against Strike Force, Tito Santana, Rick Martel. Oh, dude, hell yeah. Dude, King Kong Bundy's on this. We get a preview of the five guys for Andre's team at Survivor Series, which comes up in the, a, a couple weeks after this. We get Ken Patera teaming up with Billy Jack Haynes. Where the fuck else are you going to see this? This episode is awesome. Plus, there's extra surprise. You know, I'm not even going to spoil them. You'll find out next week. But if you want to watch it, go over to Daily Motion. WWF Superstars 1987, November 7th episode. It's fan-fucking-tastic. Action-packed action, people. Oh, hold on. Turn your, turn your music off. Uh -oh. You almost got me again. You almost fucking got me. Uh-oh. What do you mean? What's our punishment? What's our punishment? Yeah, what you do, won the picks last year. You don't think I'm going to win them again this year? Maybe I want to no, double no, no, no. up. It doesn't matter what's going on this year. We're in May now, bro. We're almost half a year into this, the, the, the season here. You got you got to tell us what our punishment is. Uh, double or nothing. Well, all right. Then, you know, that, that that's kind of fair enough. Um, so we were talking about...